Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 156. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what is up? Blowing my mind, 156. I think you said earlier it's like four years we've been doing this. Yeah, we started what? at the end of March in 2015. So yeah, it's been just a, uh, about four years now. I think I had a full set of hair. Full head of hair when I was... Oh, I still had my hopes and dreams ahead of me. And, soul yeah. wasn't crushed. Soul, oh, yeah, my soul was actually doing pretty well. My soul was swole. Now, yeah, it's been a, it's been a interesting torn. last four years. But yeah. you know what? We're still cranking away here every week-ish. And we're still loving it. That's good. It's, good. The, it's probably the most fun thing I do all week. Yeah, yeah now I'm it's turned skiing. into... Yes, exactly. Now it's turned into, hey, I'm looking forward to the podcast. Like, what's going on? Yeah. For a while, it was like things were racing. We were doing so much stuff. And then it was like, oh, man, we got to fit a podcast in. But More professionals, so we're not going to leave you guys hanging. Oh, no, not at all. And we love it. And we are not some... pod teases, that's for sure. Oh, no. And there's going to be some good stuff coming up. We, we're always reinvigorating things. It's good. Yeah, it's been cool. We've been, you know, finding some really fun, interesting people that are in the same world as we are to talk to. So this week is an example of that. We have an interview with our our new friends over at Alba Adventures. And Alba. we'll uh we think you're really gonna enjoy the interview with them. They're they're a really cool family who does these great trips and creates these video blogs and in uh, short films about their trips. So it was great chatting with them, and we think you guys are really going to enjoy the interview. But before that, thank you so much for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. All of our information is there, the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are at Ski Bum Podcast. We are on SoundCloud as highfalutin-skibum. We are on Pinterest as highfalutins. We are on YouTube. We are on Spotify. We are everywhere. And location, granted, and locations to be named. And granted, some of those platforms may have not the most update content. Oh, legacy content is good. We yeah. might have legacy content. We're really trying to step that up. And, you know, once it's like this throwback was, day. Yes, it is kind of throwback day. But we do want to, you know, we do appreciate it. And if you guys could check us out, subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcasting app that would really help us out if you need some info on how to do that you can go to our website skibumpodcast.com we have a support section where we have a list of all the different platforms we're on where you can go and subscribe and if you are so inclined we have some cryptocurrency qr codes if you want to send us a donation also we have our shop at skibumpodcast.com slash shop we have some cool Merch. We got some uh, Yeti uh, tumblers, ramblers, whatever they're called. They're like little hot, cold beverage. They're holding. big. They got to hold about twenty what ounces. Those are twenty ounce ones. They're nice. Big. They're ones. super nice. I think I love it. I use mine every day. We got That's t-shirts. Like one coffee for me. That's like yeah. It's my it's my morning one. When they say Mary, how many cups of coffee have you had? And I say like five. I'm thinking five of those. It's a lot of coffee. If you had five of those, like you would be, <laughs> you'd be like cracked out coffee. pretty much. A lot of damn coffee, man. Yeah, it's a nice size though. It's a twenty ounce one, so it's it's a it's decent size for traveling. We also have some uh, some hoodies there, a couple different t shirt designs for the ladies and the males. 
So if you want to support us, check us out. They're like fuzzy inside. Dude, the hoodies are the best. They're like the perfect material, the perfect width, like or perfect weight. They're not like too heavy and like bulky. They're soft. I, they I feel like they're light, but then they're cozy and they're I gotta, warm. But the they're not just, heavy. Right. But the only way to describe it for me is cozy. It feels like you're wrapped in like a really fuzzy, nice, soft blanket. Oh, they're good. You know, it's kind of like down. You know, like down, it, it, if you're, it won't make you too hot when you're hot, but it will, but it'll keep you warm. Yeah. It's sort of that has that ability to regulate temperature, I think. But it's, they're, they're super comfortable. So, yeah, check it out if you're interested. We really would appreciate it if you wanted to grab some swag there. Also, we're still giving away stickers. You guys have been keeping us busy on our Instagram direct messages and emails. So we really do appreciate it. We're happy to get them out to you. And, and uh, if you guys want to spread the love and post stickers all over the place, we would, we love it. So please keep hitting us up and we'll keep sending out stickers. So with that, it's time for our pray today. Mario. Today. Yeah, we always start out with our operas. So today I went back to a good old, good old uh, friend. Let's put it that way. Uh, good, good Woodford Reserve bourbon. This is the bottle still that when I bought my place and I thought about it like the other day, I was like, you know, I still have that bottle when I bought my place. The realtor gave me this bottle. It's the big, gigantic, the handle size. Like the 175 liter? Yeah. Wow. Um, that's a good realtor. And I'm still chipping away at it. I got to say, I'm only halfway there, but I don't think I share this with anybody. I don't have a lot of bourbon drinkers that come over. They all come over and have like beers and stuff like that. And white Claws. White Claws. Oh, God. Your poor toilet. Oh, White Claws. Give me the runs. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's the White Claw. I think it is the White Claw, but I don't know. Anyway, I'm doing a good old Woody, about four fingers in a glass. It's pretty giant glass. Um, I wouldn't say it's a giant glass. It's a giant pour. Um, few cubes just kind of melting. Already done melting there. Um, I sent you that picture. It's, it's on Instagram. Yeah, I posted both of ours on Instagram. I got to say, I'm, I'm starting this, and uh, it's going to be a nice <laughs> nice finish. I went hard liquor, too. It's funny how we, we both sort of... And we didn't we talk. Do a lot of, we, we don't even talk it out, but we sort of go in a certain similar wow. direction. Oh. I have gone the gin route. Nice. I don't know why. I, I didn't feel like being heavy with beer. I wanted something clear. I didn't want vodka. And I remembered that I have this really cool bottle of Norwegian small batch gin. Nice. And it reminded me too because I had to go, we had to go get our little guy's passport photo taken because we're possibly Aww. going to Norway this summer. So I was thinking Norway. What? I have this awesome bottle of, of gin. Uh, it's Harahorn. Norwegian small batch gin. And I got this from my father-in-law and it is really good. If you're a gin drinker. So I made it like a Gibson, which is our buddy Nick's drink of choice and who, who got me into those. So I took my little, uh, martini glass, which is stemless. Cause I hate stemmed anything. It just, seems, it just seems like douchey and unnecessary and more likely to break. So I got, I have a, I have a stemless martini glass, which I love which is free from Gentleman Jack, which is even better. Even I only better. have one left. I had two of them at one point, but one broke, of course. Dude, that, that passport picture is so, so cute. It's pretty funny, right? It's a handsome little feller. Oh, it's so cute. He looks like an, an adult. Like I almost I almost <laughs> want to say there's a little hint of a mullet with that little piece of hair. Oh, he's rocking a serious mullet, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it's cute. <laughs> so, so a Gibson, for those who don't know, it's really just a, a tiny little amount of vermouth. And as we discussed a couple episodes ago, it's usually a whisper of vermouth. And we defined a whisper as kind of putting a splash in a glass and circling it out, right? Screw that. You you make the bottle look at the, the other bottle and that's it. That's all you get. You get a look. An eyedropper and just... Yeah, I just not even let it look, let it sit next to it and be like, that's it, that's enough. I put a tiny drop in there, uh, swished it out and put some ice cubes in because my gin, I didn't, I I always forget to put it in the freezer. What kind of gin? This is that Harahorn, that's that, uh, the Norwegian one, and it's like a regular, is it called gin? No, it's clear, it's just in a the bottle is tinted blue. Oh, that's what I was wondering. I was like, what the what it kind of, and there's a jackalope on there. I like that. I it's, like the jackalope. It's really good gin. When you come over, possibly next week, you should Ooh, try some. That's like a spoiler right a there. Tease. 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 Things are happening next week, my friends. Next week's going to be, it's going to be ski bum worthy. Let's put it that way. It is. We're going to, we ha- we haven't hung out since January when we had our, our trip up to, to Killington. So this is going to be fun next week. But this particular gin, what's cool about it is it is a small batch. It is made in Norway. And the term Harahorn is also the name of a Norwegian mountain. And from that mountain plateau beneath the Northern Lights, we found the wonderful juniper berries for our Norwegian gin. Ooh. We traced the Harahorn's tracks through a abandoned mountain farms where we found our rhubarb to the deep forests of the Norwegian lowlands where we harvest our blueberries. Add Angelica and marjoram and our handcrafted small batch gin is complete. Wow. Yeah, so a harahorn is like a jackalope. So they were Norway. chasing the jackalope. Is they the... were chasing the Norwegian jackalope, which is a harahorn. I like that. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? What is the sound that a harahorn or a jackalope make? And it's kind of like a, uh, <laughs> I'm the water boy. Uh. Dude, I was watching that yesterday. I can't stop watching that. That movie is still funny. I mean, I think that might be the close to the point where Adam Sandler stopped being funny. You know but, who I'm always amazed at? Kathy Bates. She's a fucking great actress. Can't she do? She's, she's awesome in these like ridiculous, like funny roles. And she's still a great actress. She's done like the American Horror Story and yeah. She was in that really weird pot show. Did you see that? It was on Netflix. Yeah. It was like it a comedy. Like three episodes and then they canceled it or something. You know, it, the show itself was, it was actually pretty good, except the pot jokes a lot. Maybe like the first couple episodes, they just tried too hard to like, to like yeah. jam that like pot smoker stereotype down your throat. Yeah. And they had a laugh track, which I, Listen, I'm not four. I don't need people telling me when to laugh anymore. Just but turn it off. It reminds me of Saved by the Bell every time I hear a laugh track. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. I'm like, I can't. Like, is this the a real like, show? Or? When they start kissing. <laughs> <laughs> we need a laugh track on this show. What do you think? Uh, it'll be the worst thing ever. We, we should have you know, the laugh track show, we'll call it. Laugh track show. Yeah, we should just do like one. Well, this would be... We could do like an April Fool's episode, which... You know, we're actually kind of close to. No, but think about it. If you have like some horrible movie, like like think about like Silence of the Lambs with a laugh track. That'd be fucked up. Do you know that they created a Silence of the Lambs musical? Did they? Yes. Well, we were talking. I was talking to somebody the other day about they didn't realize that 
Martian actually won an award, some French award for the best comedy because they didn't want to put it up against best picture because it wouldn't have won against the other pictures. So they put it in the comedy category and it won best comedy out of this, this group. And they've done it before in the past when you have multiple movies that are really good. So it's kind of funny. I think uh, it was one of the late night shows where they actually were showing a clip of it. Um, and they're showing the Martian, they had a laugh track and I was like, it just makes it funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something really not funny. Makes it funny. Yeah. Hey, you're going to die. Ha. <laughs> you know, somehow it works. And the know. music too. Like if you put like, instead of like the dramatic music, you kind of put like wacky music. <laughs> Benny Hill music, of course, makes <laughs> everything <laughs> funny. That's it. Yeah. Timeless. <laughs> you got Jason chasing you and you play the Benny Hill music. That's funny shit then. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. What else have we got in the gondola here? Um, sir, we haven't even gotten to the gondola yet. Oh, I'm thinking, still in the apray today. See, I'm thinking my head's in gondola, but my feet are still in the apray. You got chills. They're multiplying. Uh, I'll, I'll take the first one because I know you, you get want the first one. one. I know you're a big fan of both these beers. Yeah. You know, I drink them. Um, so I love the battle between like the big big beer companies too. And uh, Millicore is suing Anheuser-Busch over the controversial Bud Light Super Bowl ad. So I actually didn't see this on the Super Bowl. I think I was boycotting the ball. And uh, I saw this the other day and it was, um, it was pretty cool. I like this, this commercial where they come up with a delivery of corn syrup. The, the king from Budweiser is like, no, that's not ours. We don't make it with it. And they, they go to Coors and like, Oh no, we already got ours. And then they bring it to, um, I forgot the, the, the one they brought it in like, Oh yeah, that's ours. You know, and they, they bring it. So Moose Coors is filing a suit saying that, um, the advertising deceives customers and misuses the Miller and Coors trademarks. So whatever that means, that's a lot of, that's a lot of terms for, the lawyers are making a shit ton of money off of you people. I was just going to say that. That's really what this comes down to. They're, they're the real winners because they are going to drag this out. I, gu- I guarantee it's going to be in, in court battling for like at least a year or two. And then They'll it'll probably just settle out of court. Well, it'll end with some settling, but they're still going to run the commercials. So they're mm-hmm. still running the commercials. And they actually, um, it's funny when they file the suit, I think they started running them more. They're like, fuck you. We're going to keep running them. We're going big. Going big. So, um, yeah, Miller's Coors alleges that its competitor singled out its use of corn syrup because it found that the use of focus groups that consumers do not understand the differences between corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup. So, <laughs> wait, people who drink Coors Light are stupid? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> and high fructose corn syrup is the additive that's been linked to obesity. I think it's all been linked to obesity. Let's put it that way. Isn't like all um, sugar? Pretty much, or anything sweetener, pretty much well, added. Well, then this article is like, dietitians have said that the corn syrup is not unhealthy when used during the brewing process. So, I don't know how it could be good, but um, whatever. This is um, this is kind of like the the two rich neighbors in the whole town, like arguing, like go right ahead. You scratched my anchor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is this is going to be. Just yeah, litigation, ugliness, nothing's gonna get resolved. It's dude, this is lawyer Super Bowl right here. They are just Yeah, right. Pound an hour, you know, they're gonna be like, Yep, we're charging a shit ton of hours for this. So um 
Yeah, I think it's interesting though that they started with the marketing on it. It's like, all right, well, at least it's at least the beer companies are recognizing like people don't want the shit in their beer. It's kind of like the the GMOs, you know, like people don't want it, you know. So, do you want to get a leg up by advertising that you don't use it? So, so be it. The commercial, it was clever that they did that, and that you know Bud Light was all like, "Oh, look, we show our ingredients." Yeah, but what Bud Light drinkers really care about the ingredients in Bud Light? You know, it's that it's, it's that ridiculous of of safety that people think like, "Oh, I'm drinking a better beer." You know what I mean? So, hey, whatever, man. They want to they want to have a battle between Coors Light and Bud Light over which is the better beer. Go right ahead. <laughs> it's an unwinnable war. <laughs> right? this, is, this, is, this is trench warfare. Right <laughs> I mean, if you're that level, just just go right ahead. I mean, you're gonna slug it out in in one way or another. And we have one more story while we're still here in the app rate today section. And this was a a wonderful, happy story. And this is something we've complained about. We've complained about this. I can't even count the number of times. I'm going to complain about it until I go there and it's not the same. <laughs> there you go. The governor of Utah has signed a law saying that the 3.2% beer law is gone and that stronger brews will be in grocery stores on November the 1st. November. The, so November the 1st, like we talked about, you could pass on following November 1st. I want to see that shit out there. Well, I think they did that so they could just keep selling off the old stock. Yeah, it's kind of a smart move. You don't want to be wasteful. But this is nice because this means, and I think I tweeted this out. I'm like, hey, we should really make an early skis, early season ski trip out to Utah to confirm the availability of the higher alcohol beers. I think we may have to. So they announced that their 86 year old beer law is finally going away, and that they're going to be getting stronger beers into the stores. So. Uh, is there so anything else the, that's going to change with that? Or is it just the beer percentage? This is what I was trying to get more information on. And I'm not sure I had it. And I like, I don't know who this lady is for this article for the Salt Lake Tribune. I don't know if she's 12 years old or if she's 90, <laughs> but the way she wrote stuff was so adorable that <laughs> it said, um, Oh, where's that quote? This is the law also allows the allowable alcohol content on beer served on tap, sometimes called draft beer, at restaurants and bars. <laughs> oh, wow. Is it really called that? Yeah. So uh, it used to be you couldn't have anything over 4% on draft. That's why they never had any IPAs on draft, because IPAs have to be at least 5% based on mm. their, the, the, the hops used in the alcohol content. Oh, wow. So I'm not really seeing an exact number for what they can put on draft. Uh, well, this article didn't say. I'm just wondering if, they ha- if they're still going to have that stupid law where maybe we went for happy hour and then like, well, I can't serve you another drink unless you order food. Yeah. <laughs> like just ridiculous laws. I'm like, maybe after the second beer, you should be like, you need to eat something. Remember when you ordered a mixed drink today, that stupid like condom thing they put on top of the bottle, like that measuring Measure. thing. So it does not give you a single drop more yep. of alcohol. I mean, some bars use it just to be, you know, economical and make sure you only get what you order, but killjoys, dingleberries, whatever you want to call them. Like, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so it's good to see that they're gonna change, but they're still not normal. Yeah, they're it's, better. It's still a little weird. Oh, it's still very weird. It is Utah, so you know like, what do you expect? They're still gonna have these weird little laws. It's mm-hmm. kind of like Wyoming. What was Wyoming? You're not allowed to have keg beer. And we're talking to that. Um, oh God, that guy. The server, and he's like, "Yeah, we brought keg beer back for a party, and then we got charged with um, being a bootlegger." I'm like, "Yeah, that's- they took it across state lines, right?" I'm like, "That's fucking awesome! Like, you could put that on your like, I'm a bootlegger." No, that was Utah. That was a guy in Park City. Was that he? was in Wyoming. Was he? I think Wyoming's still a little more wild west than that. They don't really care. I don't know. Yeah, the guy. He was in Park City. I thought, yeah, was it? Yeah, we were with, yeah, it wasn't Wyoming because we we're with um, Stephen and all those guys. Yeah. Bootlegger. Awesome. And now, so I was looking at another Salt Lake Tribune article and at the bottom it shows that states that have cap alcohol content of grocery store beer. And now Utah is no longer number one. They're number two. 5% is the max. Minnesota, 4%. Number Minnesota? One. You think I, it'd be cold enough that they wouldn't really give a shit what you're buying in the grocery store. Yeah. Like, we're just happy you didn't die in the parking lot. I'm freezing my ass off. Just give me something to drink. Yeah, right. Maybe they don't want you to get hammered and pass out in the cold and freeze and die. That I could understand. But Utah? Come on, Utah. Yeah. Time to take a ride. Let's get into the Genjula. I'm calling an impromptu bean of the week this week. Impromptu bean. Yes, because our buddy Nick, who has been going through some rehab for his his knee after his injury out in in Colorado, out in Vail, he he got you know he's been doing his rehab, he's been busting his ass, he's ready to get back to you know to salvage the end of ski season, and he turns to nature to get some some treatment. Very nice. And he like picked it. up a particular strain called Northern Lights. Ooh. That was able to help him out. So shout out to Nick and shout out to Northern Lights. Very Northern cool. Lights stands among the most famous strains of all time. A pure indica cherished for its resinous buds, fast flowering, and resilience during growth. Itself a descendant of indigenous Afghani and Thai lantern strains. Northern Lights has given rise to famous hybrids like Shiva Skunk and Super Silver Haze. Rumor has it that Northern Lights first sprouted near Seattle, Washington, but was propagated out of Holland after 1985 at what is now Sensai Seeds. Pungently sweet, spicy aromas radiate from the crystal-coated buds, which sometimes reveal themselves in hues of purple. Northern Lights' psychoactive effects settle in firmly throughout the body, relaxing muscles and pacifying the mind in dreamy euphoria. Comfortable laziness allows patients to relieve pain and sleepiness while its... Oh, sleeplessness, while its mellow contentment roots out depression and stress. Several different Northern Lights phenotypes circulate the market, but Sensai Seeds recommends a general indoor flowering time of 45 to 50 days. So, Nick, we're, hope, we're glad you're getting uh, some relief 
you taking your northern lights and hope you get back on your skis soon because i know we've been trying to try to make something happen well he's pretty good with his rehab right from past history yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna put himself in trouble he's gonna take his time and make sure he feels right before he goes out there good good i like to hear that all right so first up in the gondola we got i want the second story yeah, I know that. Um, there's going to be a lot of... Uh, so Walgreens decided they made the big decision to start selling CBD products in their 1,500 stores. So this is big with a lot of the big chains where they're like, we're not going to get into CBD. I think Target came out, said we're not selling. Um, and there's always like, it's a big deal because I got a, a, a really lot of stores. Uh, Walgreens, I think, has one of the biggest footprints out of uh, retail locations in, in the U.S. And they decide they're going to sell the cannabis-based products in Oregon, Colorado, New Mexico, Kentucky, Tennessee, Vermont, South Carolina, Illinois, and Indiana. Uh, I think it's legal in more states, but maybe they just decided at least to start with that. Um, yeah, first I thought it was only going to be the the states that have legal cannabis because you see Oregon, Colorado. Yeah. Mexico. And then you see like Kentucky and Tennessee and yeah. South Carolina. You're like, wait, what? Well, CBD is allowed in. So even if your state doesn't have medical, like you could still buy CBD products like legally. Like because well, I think now there's this kind of like that gray area. Didn't we talk about that a few weeks ago? Like because like they passed the farm bill and hemp is supposed to be legal, but there's still some yeah. sort of like bullshit detail that's the keeping it from being in stores. Yeah. I'm I mean, they could do it. It's just they decided to go with those states. Because, um, like, I bought stuff, CBD products, when I was in Jersey, mail order, and they shipped them to Jersey. They're like, oh, yeah, that's one of the states we can ship to because it's not a a restricted product. But there are some states they just can't ship to. So I was like, wow, I didn't, didn't realize that. So, But it says they're going to have creams and salves, uh, topicals, um, you know, uh, their rival store CVS introduced that. So they're, I guess they're trying to compete and, uh, you know, it's, it's a shell game, you know, it's a, it's a Mexican standoff, like CVS went. So now Walgreens is going to go and then next is going to be a supermarket. And then there's going to be another chain, another chain. It's a, it's a matter of time till it's everywhere. I'm sure Whole Foods is probably gonna be one of the next ones or do they already sell CBD? I was going to say, don't they already do I feel like they do. They maybe just like, they don't tell anybody, but it's just kind of there if you look for it. That's right. Dude, it's I saw they had, they had Alpha Brain at Whole Foods. It was like 80 bucks for a container. What? Like the, you know, like the, I think it's the 90 pill. Whatever, okay. like the, the normal, but like bigger sizes. 80 bucks. It was, I, I saw it this past weekend. That was like 80 bucks for Alpha Brain. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Because I've gotten Alpha Brain at um, Vitamin Shop and they have it. It's... I actually got it one time for less than it was on the Onyx site. Wow. Yeah. Cause it was like, you know, buy, you had to buy like two jars or whatever. And I was like, yeah, why not? I think it. they kind of throw a few of those things out there at whole foods. Like let's see these dummies pay this much. Yeah. You like, know? Eh. Oh, I've heard of it. Let's go. You Someone know? will buy that for this much. Whole foods is just ridiculously marked up. It's crazy. Yeah. You really have to know your prices going in there and they're, you know, touting how, being part of Amazon now is going to make such a big difference. It does on a few things by a little bit, but it's not significant. It gets more people in the door. That's what it does. 
pretty much. You got your, your prime, you get a little bit off. I got to say their food is good. The concept they went with when they started, like it's, it's great that they became big and they are there because that changed the market for regular supermarkets. You know, they made them step their game up. Yeah. It's just, you know, if you're going on a, on a budget and you're going to shop there, you're like, shit, this is expensive, man. But they do have stuff you can't find anywhere else, which is good. Yeah. I noticed they have the, my whole foods, they have a uh, beer and wine and stuff and liquor. So they have a liquor, you know, you can buy booze there, but they also have the GT's kombucha in the dark bottle, which has the alcohol in it. Ooh. And I noticed that like, I mean, usually it's like point five percent it's like nothing but now they've added some like new like three percent ones they have like a dry hopped kombucha damn yeah and it'll just barely be available in utah now yeah right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i picked up a couple bottles they had a a few different varieties so i'll have to try them so we have one other story here in the gondola and this is a particularly painful one but it's also completely expected. New Jersey blows it because of course they did. New Jersey lawmakers canceled a vote on marijuana legalization on Monday after it became clear that there weren't enough votes to pass it. Governor Murphy addressed the issue and its future at a press conference. Um, and it looks like, so things have changed since this article first came out and now they were going to pass a different bill, a wider, more lenient uh, medical marijuana bill. But now Murphy's like, listen, I'm going to hold this bill back until we, like, I want, I want the legalization one passed. So nothing's going to go anywhere now. (laughs) Pretty much. They've kind of railroaded themselves and now they're going to hopefully New Jersey politics. We get a, that's what we get. Just in our faces every day. Every, right with your mouth open. In our mouth. Oh, yeah. You can taste freaking politician farts everywhere in New Jersey. Politician Callahan egg and cheese farts go everywhere. Pretty much. That's when you drive past the airport and you're going south on the turnpike. That's what that smell is. That's right. Or the 50 or was it 52 cents per gallon gas tax fumes choking you out? Yep. <laughs> that. But they're, they they want to get this passed, but there's people that are holding out and they're fighting it. And, you know, being the cynical about government person that I am, it just seems like they're, they just haven't gotten the, they haven't figured out how they're going to make money off of it. So they're like, oh, I'm voting against it. Because I think they're either a- getting, they're either getting pharmaceutical subsidies or they're getting liquor or cigarette subsidies and they're afraid they're going to lose money and they haven't yeah. figured out how to get their payola to pass it. That, that seems like all is happening. And this gives them two extra months to figure out a better plan and to get themselves rich. And then they're going to pass it. Yeah. I think it's all game. Cause I read one article, wall street journal. They said they were going, they didn't put it to vote because they didn't feel like they had the votes, but they didn't push for the votes until the last minute. So I'm like, so they didn't secure it. Otherwise everybody's like, Oh, it's going to pass. It's going to pass. Now it was like, oh, it might not even pass, so why put the vote up? Because they weren't sure of it. But they said they didn't push it, so I'm wondering if they're playing around trying to get something else on the back end. Or I, think, I think they probably are trying to, like, now they're looking at all those, um, like, vape shops that are open, which we're going to just convert into, you know, weed shops afterwards. Yep. And they're probably like, hey, just, you know having some some of their people talk to the owners and be like listen this isn't going to pass we'll buy your store off of you cheap 
and yeah. and then you can at least make some money off of this. Yeah. And then once they do enough of that over the next two months, so all these politicians have a stake in these these future weed shops, then they're going to pass it, and then these guys are going to make their money, and then they're going to be happy. There's got to be a back end draw on this thing. There's got to be. I'm just so just disenchanted with all these all these freaking politicians at this point. They're it's all the take. But it's sick and disgusting. Think about like all like the wealth in this, in this country. Like, you know, it used to be a land of opportunity. I wouldn't say it's a land of opportunity. It's a land of, it's a land of making more money if you have money because land of greed. Yeah. It's greed. I mean, you see these big companies getting huge because they put little guys out of business. It's, it's just messed up. I just, it's just disgusting to think about it. Like, Oh yeah. Things mm-hmm. that are going on. That's why we need weed to chill us out. Even the freaking ski industry is getting bigger and it's getting bigger and bigger. And if, if you're, I don't know, if they're doing it, they're doing ski mountains like they did corporate America. And it's, it's getting pretty messed up. I think a little bit. Yeah. We're going to figure out a way. It's going to be all right. Yeah. Make skiing free again. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Make skiing free again. We are snowshalists. Let's go to ski news. So this, we're starting to get to that time of year, this end of March time, where resorts are starting to look at their closing dates. No, oh, boo. And it's always a bummer. Where's my soundtrack? Hold on a sec. Oh, boo. No, that's not it. There you go. There's definitely some booing from our studio audience about the People are pissed over here. The studio audience is going nuts. It's understandable. But the good thing is, because of what a great season it's been for all over North America, a lot of these dates are still a bit in the future. And all these resorts have some fun late season parties going on. So A Basin, they have their Shaken at the Basin Spring Concert Series, June 1st and 2nd. So they're closing June 1st and 2nd. So you still got a solid two months. Plenty of time. Over there. Aspen Snowmass. They're going to have their Apre Music Festival next weekend, April 5th through 7th. It is a brand new three-day music and mountain festival that will be held on the snow at the base of Buttermilk during closing weekend. We got Copper. They're going to be closing on April 7th. And they have... Uh, what do they have? They got a spring lift ticket deal. That's not it. They're having live music though. And they have Ski with a Ranger, which is always wonderful. Ski with a Ranger. That's actually Cooper Mountain, not Copper. I'm totally blowing the whole thing. This gin is good and I haven't had too much of it. Good gin, man. So that was yeah. Cooper. You are seeing shit right now. It's Dude. great. I'm seeing O's <laughs> instead of P's. You know what? You didn't see the fucking lottery numbers last night, did you? Oh, uh, for sure. Damn no. it. Yeah. Copper Mountain, Slope Soakers, Pond Skim, April 20th. And they're going to have their retro shredathon the day after on the 21st for closing Sweet. day. And what's cool about that is they're going to have you wear retro gear and they're raising funds for injured mountain action sports athletes. We've got Loveland. They're going to be closing May 4th. So they're going to have their banked slalom and they're going to have live music. Monarch Mountain, 13th annual kayaks on snow, April 20th. 
Powderhorn Resort, Pond Skim, March 30th. That's this weekend. Yeah. Look at that. Purgatory's got a Pond Skim April 7th. Silverton, they've got their 16th annual Brewski on April 13th, which is beer tasting. Uh, and the theme is Canadian Tuxedos and Daisy Dukes. Nice. The Silverton could be a fun time. Telluride, closing day Pond Skim, April 7th. Winter I, I, Park, Spring Splash. Re-wrench. There you go. <laughs> Spring Splash, April 21st. Wolf Creek, Appreciation Days, April 6th and 7th. So there's your uh, list of Colorado ski closings and events. So there's going to be some closings going down the next couple of weeks. I, I know like Telluride and those, they're on being on, on state land or, or national forest land. They have to close on certain days. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. Telluride, I'm like, you know, the sad part is it's going to be a ton of snow there. And they're like, no, we got to close, man. Yeah. Well, I think you can yeah. still hike up and do it, but I, just the lift operations and mountain operations. Waddle your fat ass up there and go, go take your chance. How bad do you want it, bro? Get your turns, bro. How bad do you want it? Get your beacon and your shovel and go the fuck up there. Yep. Very cool. All right. Next up, a little sad, but bittersweet. It's nice to remember people. Um, So Powder Magazine is remembering Shane McConkie. So it's the 10-year anniversary of his um, uh, tragic death where he was doing... He was trying to do something where we skiing and uh, was it wingsuiting or parachuting? Base jumping. Oh, base jumping. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was a life-changing accident for the industry. He really did a lot for the industry in general. And I love the the images they have. They have him like look like one of those saucers, one of those. Uh, saucer boy. Yeah. 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 And then they the have snow with blades the and his snow saucer. blades. It's freaking awesome. He was just such a, like a fun person. You know, just he just just so inspiring in his love of life and skiing, and you know we've talked about it tons and tons and times. But you know, I that McConkey documentary, like I could watch that over and over again, just you know seeing how awesome he was and just the effect he had on people. And you know, you wanna you wanna be like him when you're skiing. You know, like I still think about like sometimes like like skiing more like Shane if I could. You know, like you want that's because again, he was the greatest. You know, he was unbelievable. Yeah, there's a book that I read, The Rise of uh, of Superman, and they talk about McConkie in that. And they oh, talk really? about yeah, so they talk that it's called Rise The Rise of Superman, um, and it's not a conflict. It's about just like extreme sports and how they're becoming regular um, sports now, where you know somebody will surf a seventy foot wave because it's a regular thing where people are surfing you know 50 foot or 40 foot waves you know what i mean mm-hmm. which years ago that used to be like we're not even going to look at those you know um and they they talk about shane mcconkey and how he just like they talk about him in in the sense where he was hanging out with other people that were base jumping so he's like i'm gonna start base jumping and they're like they're it's like a group of like extreme people that want to push their their limits and get into that flow state where they look for things to get into that state. And, uh, it was pretty cool. Like I know they, they talked about him and that's how he got into like jumping and skydiving and stuff like that. Cause he was hanging around with dudes that are like, 
hey man, I want to go skydive and you want to go like, yeah, why not? You know? Yeah. It's like when you're around people who are doing great things, you're going to want to do great things as well. You know, right. if you're around losers, you're going to be wanting to do nothing and you'll be a loser too. But I can imagine it's like a club of people that are just doing like these awesome freaking things. It's kind of like the Olympics. You, you go to the Olympics, you're hanging out with other people that are just top in the world. Like it's, it's a different, it's different than hanging out with the dumb shits like normally around the neighborhood. I don't know. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's why like, you know, as a, as a father now, I think about this with my, my son and I'm like, I got to make sure he's got like some like decent friends yeah. that they're going to like, you know, they help him grow. And, oh dude, totally. Yeah. I like, uh, you know, some kids like, a a dick. I'll be like, Oh, that kid stole your phone. He's an asshole. Won't be friends with him anymore. You're going to be walking out there in your robe. Like, come here. We're not hanging out with you. That kid's a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you got to find a way to weed him out. It's going to be you one day. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like I, you know, talked about before, and like I said, the the McConkie documentary. If you haven't seen it yet, go and go buy it because I think it's going to the uh, his wife and his daughter and the McConkie Foundation. The proceeds from watching it, and you know, it's done by Red Bull Media House. The footage is unbelievable. Like it's cool too because he was really into filming himself in the early '90s. So he was at like a camcorder, and there's a lot of the footage from him in college in Boulder and just when he left and went to Vail and out to Squaw, like like old, old video footage that they were able to digitize and get in this movie. It's it's unbelievable. It's so cool. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, you keep going more and more extreme and you just wonder how, like how else can that story end? You know, it's, a, it's so unfortunate. It's so tragic. It's so sad. But how else could it have ended? Yeah. You know, this isn't a Disney movie. Everything doesn't end up fine at the end. Like, you know, if you keep pushing and keep going crazier and bigger, like, I mean, he like he had a bunch of his friends die doing it too. You know, yeah. that's the if guy who showed him how to base jump. You know, they, yeah. he died. Like they talked about it in the film. But yeah, that's just it. Like, so if you, if you push yourself to that limit, you really don't know what the edge is because you're at that top level. Yeah. So do you find it when you die? Like, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It, but you know what? Like, that's the thing. Like you, you almost need that psychosis that need to push yourself, that need to find that next level to be great. Otherwise you'll be totally happy, you know, being mediocre. Yeah. That's the unfortunate thing. It's like when you look at all these musicians who die at young ages, you know, like, you know, Kurt Cobain or Jimi Hendrix or, you know, they died young, but they had something in them that made them keep pushing themselves. And they had this insane ability to create and be creative and, and artistic. But that flip side of that coin is that psychosis that forced them to need heroin or booze or whatever and, and force them to, and you know, have them OD. Like there's like two sides to that coin every time. Yeah. It's crazy. It sucks, but it is, you know, like it is what it is. And that unfortunately it has to be that way. But yeah, 10 years, which is mind-blowing. Years. Pushing that limit. Yeah. And speaking of pushing the limit, happy, a happy story. And we talked about this the last probably four years since we've done the podcast. Cause I think it's been going on that long is the black crows unlimited festival that's happening out in Chamonix. 
Every year I look at this and I go, I really wish we were going to something like this. Why am I not there? They have this massive party that they throw um, out in Chamonix. And I think it's also going to Cormier. It's it's kind of going to two cities now. Wow. They have just, you know, it's the end of the ski season up there too. And, you know, they're they're skiing and they have all these, you know, bands and DJs, mostly DJs playing all over the mountain uh, awesome. for the next, for the, I think like five or six days, April 2nd through the 7th. And, you know, they have, you know, booze and like I said, DJs and pools. And it, it looks like just a, uh, a real fun party atmosphere. And the location obviously in Chamonix just looks bananas. I mean, it's like the top of the mountain. It's just packed with people, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool. So we'll have the link in the show notes for this, but it looks like, you know, quite a good time. Cool. All right. Next up, we have the Hockenkamm downhill in Kitzbühel on Real Sports. Uh, they did a. Did you watch this? I didn't watch the whole thing. I started watching part of it. I watched it yesterday. Like, I just, I, I get in these like real sports kind of uh i kind of like hit them in chunks so i'll you know I'll, I'll remember to watch them and then i'll watch like four of them yeah and then i'll forget to watch it for like six months and then watch a whole bunch together they just had this on a couple of days ago it's the episode for march and they were talking about the han and com and they had on um bryce bennett who's the kind of like one of the the number one u.s men's downhill racers and they were talking to him about the race and then kind of talking with some um, some former racers, U.S. racers, one who it was he crashed. Um, is it MacArthur? MacArthur or MacArthur? Back in like 2006 or eight around there. And it was his 30th birthday and he was coming down and the last jump the crowd is singing happy birthday to him. He launches, he loses control. He smacks, lands on his head, slides across the finish line and has a seizure. Holy crap. They got a helicopter him out. I mean, he was, he was eventually okay. Happy birthday. (laughs) But yeah, he went back and skied it a couple years later to get that closure. But they were showing it's terrifying right oh they show one part of it it's just like a like a sheer like 50 story drop like you just (laughs) drop off it's and you're going they were showing you you hit about close to 100 miles an hour at certain points damn um when that when the the guy crashed he was doing about 140 kilometers so that's got to be that's in the 90s isn't it yeah because 160 kilometers is 100 miles an hour. It would, what, what was the kilometers? 140 kilometers. That is 86 miles an hour. 86 miles an hour. On skis. On Damn. skis. Just flying. Yeah. And they had a whole, so they had a whole thing about, and it, like, I love the way they, they do it with real sports, the way they, they present it, you know, they obviously show the highs and the lows and they, they do it in a way and creates a little story. So they showed him crashing. And then they talked about Darren Rawls, who in 2003 was only the second American ever to win the event. 
That's crazy. And they were showing him and they're like, dude, he's like, he's like, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. He's like, they's like, we were partying till dawn. <laughs> and they showed Kitzbühel, like it, it swells to like 60,000 people for that weekend. Damn. And everyone's just drinking all day and partying. And then there's the race going on and they're showing Darren Rawls partying in the bar. He's got his like, him and his buddies have their shirts off. They're spraying champagne. They're carrying them around down the streets. Like it was just nuts. He's like, it changed my life. He's like, I got all these great sponsorships. I started making like good money. Wow. It was, it was huge. And before him, the last person to win it was 1959. Last U.S. skier to win it, Buddy Werner. 1959, man. Yeah. So 44 years. That's so crazy. like, so like Tommy Moe didn't win it. Bodie Miller didn't win it. Like. These yeah. are the only two Americans to have won it. Jeez, Ted Boogity. Nothing. I don't think he really does downhill, though. Oh, he's a slalom man. Right? Mm-hmm. But Tommy Moe didn't win. Damn, Tommy. That's how hard it was. Tommy Moe. But yeah, if you if you have HBO or HBO Go or now, whatever, a friend who does. And I think what they do is they, you know, the most recent episode, they might not have it on YouTube, but after like a month or two, they'll they'll put it up. It's yeah. a really cool story. And yeah, make sure you can watch all the old ones. They got some pretty good ones. They do a good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're they're talking to Bryce Bennett, and he's they're like he's like, dude, I'm terrified of this of this this run. And he's like one of the best skiers in the world. And at the end, it's funny. Like they always like pan back to the studio, and the story's over, and it's like Brent Gumble, and he's he's sitting there, and he's talking to the you know the guy who was the reporter from real sports. I just picture Brian Gumbel being like, white folks is crazy. <laughs> because then they show like the dude, the reporter guy had like a, uh, he's handed a cast and he's like, Oh, is like, uh, did that happen in skiing? He's like, yeah, it's kind of a hangnail at, you know, at the Han com. And he's like, did you ski it? He's like, you're a really good skier. Like, did you ski it? Like, he's like, I asked, you know, some of the locals there. He's like, if I could ski it. And they just laughed at me. Wow. Like, like it's just, if you're not a professional, like you're going to die. Even then it's risky. Yeah. Crazy. That's awesome. man. And it's, it's icy. It's bumpy. Like it's just awful. Well, yeah, most but, of those courses are just ice. Like they like the ice. That's why fast. East coast. That's why East coast, you know, most East coast racers in the U S they are most racers from the U S are come from the East coast because of it's always icy and bumpy. Yeah. Get used to all it. you guys in your powder out West. Bunch of fancy, bunch of fancy folk. Fancy boys. Where's Michaela shifting from? I think. Mm, I know she went to Burke Academy up in Vermont. Yeah. So she skied Vermont learning, but she's from, well, they're saying she's she's in Vail now. mm, I mean, you guess where you kind of have to end up, but she is the face of the icon pass. Look at that. Man, she is freaking awesome though. I gotta say, like, even in Europe, like, she's all over everything. And people are just like, they don't even look because, like, they want their countries, like, they're, they're rabid about, like, ski racing. It's like, she's just dominating. They're mad at her for winning too much. I know. Because they're a bunch of losers. Bunch of losers. <laughs> Total losers. We are making American skiing great again. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Oh, they have a commercial with her and uh, Federer that I saw recently. And I know um, there was an article we, we covered where um, she said she was, it was that interview that she did 
where she was like in awe because Federer is like one of her idols. And there's a new commercial. I forgot what it's for. I think it might be champagne, but Federer and her in it and a few other famous people. And uh, it's pretty cool. I was like, Not for Bud Light. Yeah. For Bud Light. Of course. <laughs> and Pitbull was there. <laughs> when I think of, you know, the trifecta of greatness, I think Federer, Michaela Schifrin and Pitbull. I think that, that goes, that really does go. It's just a hat trick of success. Yeah. But it was cool. I was like, I was thinking about that. So speaking of greatness and skiing, we're going to roll into our main topic. And we had a really fun interview this week with our friends from Alba Adventures. And they're, they're a family out of New York. Um, and what they do is they, they go on these, these family ski trips and they do a, a really fun job taking their ski trip and turning into a short film. So they have all every, every season they do I think between five and 10 or 12 different episodes and they just won some awards, got nominated for a few other ones and it was a real fun time chatting with them. So we hope you guys enjoy our interview with Ray and Alicia from Alba Adventures. All right. And so today we have a special, two special guests. We're having an interview with our new friends that we've made online and finally got a chance to chat with the, uh, the folks from Alba Adventures. It's Alicia and Ray. Welcome. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Thanks for having us, man. And, and it's funny because I've been following your podcast uh, on and off for a while and I didn't realize you're already to episode what, 155. This yeah. one will be 156. Yeah. 156. All right. Wow. Woo. Yeah. We've been doing this for over four years now, if you can believe it. Yeah, I can believe it, man. It's uh, <laughs> have 150 episodes. That's uh, a lot That's a of long time. <laughs> yeah. First, we kind of, you know, we started off, we uh, we were on a trip in Telluride and we had, we talked about like, just like we talk about things before we got skiing, like stories and just, you know, ski stories or dumb stuff. Or, like, let's just record this and see if anyone wants to listen to it. And at first they were kind of bad. Then we started getting, having a little bit of a, a format to it and getting some real equipment and some editing. And then, you know, people started listening. So we just kind of kept rolling with it. And uh, here we are now, four years later. Yeah, kind of a kind of a learning thing where we're like, let's try to get this down, get our skills down, our our presentation skills, and then I was like, then we got into a groove, and it was kind of kind been kind of good now, you know. Yeah, I, I, well, I think you inspired us to get at least some better kind of mic for our Obviously. laptops. <laughs> yeah. We 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 got like the absolute crappiest mic you can get, but it's cheap. It's a the blue. Oh, those, you know what? We, uh, we each have one of those. Yeah, those actually work pretty well. That's how yeah. we started. Well, I ordered something else, but I was like, you know, by the time we get here, it'd be too late and set up. So I said, you know, this is going to be better because like this, I figure the mics off the, you know, we the big rooms is going to echo, but, but that yeah, sounds great. it's your podcast. I'm like, we better have something better for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys blue sn- that blue snowball is solid. <laughs> Look at all the reviews. That's yeah, it's good. nice too. You know, I don't know. If, choice, Ray. I don't feel so bad now. We actually were fighting over the color. Actually, yesterday. <laughs> I don't know which one you have, but there's uh, this, you have the one with the three different modes in the back. Uh, I thought I got that one, but I got the snowball ice, and I think I made a mistake. But whatever, it's gonna have you. It's gonna have you today. It works, you know. Yeah. No, you guys well, sound well. fine. You sound great. Yeah. <laughs> so now, tell us a little bit about. So you guys have been doing your. So you. You know what? I'm not going to put any words in your guys' mouths. Why don't you tell us what your uh, 
what you guys are all about with Alba Adventures. You want to take this? You can, you can take it. Of course, it's, gonna okay. it's deferred. <laughs> deferred. 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 The, the one that talks a lot, right? The yes. One, not the one that narrates the stories. The one that talks a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this, I mean, we've been shooting video for. I mean, I've always had a camera in my hands. I mean, I feel like just showing some of my equipment, but for years, ever since we met, and that was like uh, probably when you guys were just little babies. But um, we met like almost thirty years ago and uh, married for twenty almost 26 of those, almost 30 years. And wow. so, uh, yeah, so it was always like, you know, filming moments, et cetera. And then, um, and then obviously when you have kids, we had our, we had our older son and this it gets kind of sad here, but don't, don't, don't cry or anything. But, um, you know, when you have kids, like the first thing you want to do is like, you get the camera, you're, you're photographing and filming, what have you. And, uh, and basically like for our oldest son, Rocky, uh, we would film like as much as we can, or at least get at least some moments. And, and, um, you know, those became our most treasured moments with him because, uh, as some of you may know, like our son, uh, our son, Rocky would have been 22. We passed doing some time ago. And so, um, you know, naturally what happened was that we were always traveling with him and, you know, Doctors told us when because he, he was sick, like he couldn't do things. I'm like, yeah, forget that BS. Like we, we made him do everything, including ski. And that's one activity that we like to do together. Uh, and when we met, actually, Alicia never skied until I met her. Uh, oh, wow. She was like 20, 21? 20 something. 22, maybe? Yeah. That was like five years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, there's hope, there's hope for the guys out there, that means, to, to get their girls to ski, right? Oh, yeah. Day <laughs> one, she broke my skis and my boot. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> to row over the tips of my skis, split we went the... with a, a few friends, and uh, I was the worst out of all of them. But happily, I can say that I'm Look a at you now. now. Right? That's right. <laughs> and, and, and mind you, no alcohol is involved in either incident. <laughs> wow. No alcohol. I was like... <laughs> I drinking. If you drink, I probably would have you know, not been so upset, but... But I was like, how does anybody walk around with these huge, long things on, with these heavy boots on? Why would anybody want to do this? Yeah. She was like extreme skiing when you were around. See, this this is what, you know, the truth will come out, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A girl from South Carolina dreaming of snow. Yeah. It's a ballet dancer. I never had any idea that I would be Oh, from here. South Carolina? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, so back to so basically what happened was when we started skiing and we took like we took some time off, right? We took about a decade off from skiing, and uh, and then you know, but we still travel. I shoot some video here and there, and then um, we we're going to move to California because we were just done with winter. We're like, you know, I forget it. Like, let's get out of New York. And so I took a job. We go to California. We actually broke the lease of our apartment. We had this sweet rent, uh, rent stabilized apartment on both side. New York, which are, is impossible to come by. And so um, my job says, hey, we don't want you to, to move to California. And I'm like, what? It's like, we want you to move to Falls Church, Virginia. And we're like, no way. We're not moving there. We're just staying in New York, right? So so uh, fast forward a few months, we're like looking for apartments, you know, in the city. We just saw like 150 apartments. Now we, we found this apartment here, which is big. And, and, and um and so it was nice to have more space, but I was mentally in our heads, we we're done with winter. And so come Christmas time, the holidays, we're like, you know, like looking for gifts for our kids. And, you know, our son then was uh, about five or six, grand six. Nevada was about one. And um, tell him that's Santa. Yeah. So Santa then got Sandro a snowboard, right? And some goggles and a helmet, right? So I'm going to go you know, Santa. Fake snowboard. Yeah, it was like the three boards. Yeah, the ones where nice. you feed in, and so anyway, um, you know, 
it's now like, you know, Christmas morning, three feet of snow outside. I'm cursing under my breath. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> and, sorry, I, I can curse. Look at right? the San Diego yeah, weather yeah. forecast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, my daughter will play that, that uh, curse word. She has a tally of my curse, curse $2 words. $2 a word. So I don't Oof, inflation, rough. I, 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 I have I, the college paid for now. I, I think I owe like four hundred bucks now. Something crazy. I'm not the tally. She probably gets four hundred eight dollars in two minutes, and she'll play it back a few times. Dad, you said ten times. Like, no, you played it back. But anyway, I did rest. So, awesome. so here we are. I'm like, I, I, I take Sandra out in the snow. I'm like, it's like literally the whole city's paralyzed. If you remember that storm in 2010, and. Uh, we're by this, like this hill, they call Dead Man's Hill. It's next to a cemetery here. And our son nice. came down it and like, you know, like he'd been snowboarding it his whole life. And I'm like, wow, did you see that? And he says, yeah, and he does it again. And I happen to record this whole moment, like there's him going down it. And then Alicia goes, maybe we'll start skiing again. And like before, mm-hmm. like, this was like the furthest thing from our vocabulary. Cause before kids, we would like travel everywhere to ski. We're gay, like. 50, 60 days a year. And then it was like from that to cold turkey. And and, the, and I just happened to be wearing the jacket the, the last time we skied. It was February 11, 2001. So now it's like only wow. one year later. So yeah. it was like a light bulb went off. I'm like, I'm like, I'll curse again. I said, fuck yeah. Because we're looking at this shit. <laughs> like, why are we skiing all the time, right? I said two curse words now. Yeah, so that's three bucks. At least it's going to keep telling it. Well, yeah, so like, if we reach 500 to 1,000 people, each one of those people is hearing that curse word. So I'm just saying. I, I, exactly. <laughs> Adding up pretty quickly. Oh, no, I better stop now. They might censor your podcast. Yeah, exactly. More desirable. Exactly. Oh, trust exactly. me, they would have already censored some of the things we've been we talked about the last couple of weeks after a couple of too many drinks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Depends uh, how taking down uh, the government. You know, like it was getting bad. <laughs> we've uh, had our moments. Let's put it that way. Well, I'll, I'll join for one of those conversations one day in the future. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so um, so that next day I went out and bought like you know skis, and it's funny because like the last time we skied, helmets weren't a thing. Shapes yeah. just kind of coming out, and it was like totally alien to us. And like a but different sport completely, right? It, it was really completely, was. like you know everything I learned as a kid. I've been skiing since I was six, so it's like skis are different. Out. Like yeah, yeah. You look at these tiny skis. You're like, where where are my two tens? The yeah, exactly, exactly. So so uh, we we got, got me skis that were way too big. Yeah, I got our like shape like one sixty fives. It should be like a one fifty five. Someone you know, like Amazon that. woman. <laughs> More than and you know, he's helping you out, helping push you that much harder. So it's yeah, like yeah. it's like when you get your kids their first bike and you don't give them training wheels. Exactly, it's harder for them. That's how they get better. <laughs> this is how we learn. Exactly. So we went to uh, we went to uh, uh, you know the, the Mont Blanc in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you know that oh, Mountain place, Creek, Mountain Creek. Creek. Yeah, yeah, of course. I used to, I used to live up there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we have stories of the Creek. Remember Vernon Valley? Yeah. Yep. Remember, remember, remember uh, was it called Midnight Madness? Remember that event they would have there? Yeah, I never went to that though. Oh, we went to Midnight Mass many times. <laughs> I and heard, it was I like Mega Meisters and like whatever. He's probably too young for maybe. Yeah, but anyway, it was like it was like people in the middle of the night, like totally like wasted and skiing. And it would give away some free 
It was Drink. always a different, you know, sponsored uh, liquor. Yeah, so I feel like Rumplemints. I think we were kind of the last time we were there at Mountain Creek. We were Lick, liquor up and go down the hill. Yeah, exactly. In the middle, in, in, in the dark. It was kind of like Action Park with snow. Exactly. It's Action Park, yes. <laughs> the most dangerous water park on the face of the earth. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so anyway we went there and it was like me like right like we just i hadn't been on you know on sticks at all in a long time and so we go to like the sugar slope which is like they're a green run and right away it was like things just clicked right away and i was like we we're hooked and you know the one thing we didn't know about like you know were the all these you know, pass options then and um so we literally like spent we spent a fortune <laughs> skiing because we were just going to the window. I'm like, oh yeah, window I tickets, day, day rack tickets. He was cursing <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like, man, it just costs a thousand bucks. They probably loved you. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome. Here's some Goldschlager. Want to buy a ticket at the window? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll take I'll take four like, of those. I'm free with a lift ticket. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, I think we ski like 40 days or 45 days that first season. And, um, and like what I did was I bought like this Lumix TS10 camera. So I figured, let me record this because I think I was thinking, man, we could just kind of record these. And, you know, I think everyone who skied wants to be a Warren Miller you know, photographer. And I think this, yeah. I think we just joined Facebook. So it was just, we're just like kind of just putting this together in Movie Maker, right? Or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something like some real cheap software. But they were like more like day trip type deals. Like, oh, you would do one for like every day. Yeah. <laughs> every <laughs> underimproved, like from that last run. <laughs> so you would, you would do the video and then edit that night? Yeah, yeah. Pretty I would, much. yeah, pretty much back then. Like, I would even, yeah. I would, he doesn't I, like to wait. Well, yeah. now I wait, I wait like weeks now. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. so cool because, you know, like a lot of times, like, you know, Mario and I have talked about, like we've, you know, we got GoPros years ago and we would just film everything and you have like hard drives full of all this footage and then you just do nothing with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you have to, you have yeah. to do something with it like right away. So you yeah. see this, we have like, this is four terabytes of video footage just from this season alone. And we have what? How many? How many terabytes? Like it's twenty-four terabytes. Ten over there, isn't it? Okay, twenty-four terabytes, not including this. Wow. So yeah, so you're right. But um, I'll digress one more time. So a friend of mine actually went to uh, uh, Monterosa years ago. Uh, it's a couple years ago, right? Three, four years ago to ski there, and he he'd seen. We we started to get a little bit better with our editing, and uh, you know his. You know, I figure as a Christmas gift to say, yeah, you send me your footage. I'll do something with it. And um, he literally sent me. 14 hours. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, like point of view. Yeah. Oh no. Just like bouncing around. Yeah. So, it, I, so I took this, I took, I went through 14 hours. I went through every Damn. minute of footage. And then I clipped in like some, like, uh, um, you got it down to what? Three minutes. Well, minutes? yeah. I basically clipped in some scenes of like Europe that I was able to license, whatever. And like I did a whole story around that um wow. i don't really have any playlist but if you go to the videos of, of our youtube channel you could see it and my friend like my friend and, the, and his friend were floored like you did this with that i'm like well, i had to do a story around well, there's it. one part where one of the guys goes off piste and you can see that like he gets trapped he, whatever he he's like got his gopro on and he's getting really nervous like how is he going to get out of there because it looked like oh, know, wow. cliff way to yeah, yeah like exactly. a cliff, but like you're kind of like stuck where you're gonna have to end up hiking up or something if you could 
Wow. Work that in there. And he's like, how did you find, figure that out? Yeah, I was really nervous. And you could just see like the way that the point the of view, like his head was like sort of shaking on the helmet. Oh, yeah, funny. I get you, man. 14, yeah, yeah, you, your point of view, and you have like hours of footage. It's like, you it's, multiply that times five cameras now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now you have everybody has a camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to edit. I still have footage from, I guess, like four or five years ago that I just, put on a drive and it's sitting there and every summer we say this is the summer we're gonna edit this and make a video out of it and every summer goes by and no video is made like i was looking for cortina because that's when i got like that was a big trip right after i got my gopro and i have a ton of footage and like i was trying to post something on instagram like i gotta go to the external drive and i gotta load it up i'm like no, I won't do it. <laughs> I'll post something else. <laughs> it's like, I'll just like, you, you do some semi nudes of yourself. I get more views. Probably. There you go. <laughs> those, those are our biggest drawers. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> Beer so in a semi nude. That's all you need. <laughs> so, so was making that video, what kind of got you started on making your own? No, no, no. So that I was already kind of doing stuff on our own already, but I get, we were doing like these like, you know, clips of our kids growing up. And then, you know, people on Facebook were looking at, because we were really kind of holdouts in the whole Facebook social media thing. And that's because I had a tech company and we, and we helped develop like a Facebook type thing that didn't really take off. We did find a buyer for it eventually, but it was Facebook before Facebook and, and MySpace before MySpace. But any events, I had a grudge because like everything he was doing in this, <laughs> I already did that. That was like five years too early. Well, I don't want to buy into the evil empire, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> So, so when we got on there, we just started just putting it on, just putting a few videos on there, and people were kind of looking at us, like, "Wow, this is really cool!" Like whatever. And I'm like, "All right." And then I think what happened was actually I know what happened was, um, you know, since I got the ski bug, I started looking at. We started looking at videos on Vimeo. We had a Vimeo account first before we had a YouTube one, um, and so or maybe a YouTube one, but we didn't put anything on there, and we had then we got a Vimeo account. Uh, we came across already put the transformer thing. Yeah, that's right. It was, yeah, it was in 2007, right? Not really ski related. Yeah. So anyway, so um, I came across his body of work and this is a shout out to now my friend Jordan Manley. He did this, he did this series called A Skier's Journal. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's, it's it was like basically like uh, a narrated perspective of someone else's scheme, but he was there and, and it was just, it was in, so incredibly different, I thought, from other ski films. And I was like, that's what we want. We want to kind of do something like that, but with families. What was a Warren Miller kind of twist of kind of make it entertaining and funny? And, but we had literally like no, like no editing skills whatsoever. <laughs> so here I am, I'm like you know, reading up and looking at YouTube and I reached out to Jordan, man, like send me an email. I'm like, there's no way in hell this guy is going to email me back, but what the heck? I got nothing to lose. So, you know, the season goes by and we did a few things, you know, a few stories, more like vlog style. We do the white facing that, that that's on Facebook. And um, I said, next year, we're going to get better. And then right as I say this, I'm like, you know, I get this email from Jordan Malley. Hey, sorry, I was away in Georgia or something like that. Shooting a story there. They never made it out. I'm like, wow, dude, I can't believe you got back to me. And so, yeah, so he basically just gave me some like tips like through and this guy's like your age like he's much like probably younger than you guys. He's he's probably like early 30s. I mean, I could be able to be his dad. And so that was like, he had a lot of wisdom to give us and, and we said, okay, let's try to get better. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, and I, we would focus on trying to tell more of a story, 
gave the kids to ski better, getting our skiing to look better. And then we still suck. <laughs> I, I'm the but worst. as long as you make it look better, see the magic of photography, right? Slow motion, you know, oh. like, no one knows how fast you're going. Oh yeah. Now that's, you ever see those tight shots I do is because one of us really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it, just keep it cropped properly, yeah, exactly. right? You know, keep it tight. You know, it's like, wow, that looks so cool. I'm like, but people say, yeah. So, anyways, I'll kind of fast forward a bit. So, over years, we got better and better, and you know, and then we decided like a few years ago to start narrating stuff. And I think was first was me. I said, you let me. I started narrating some stuff, and I was like, you know, my voice sucks. I'm like, I'm a New Yorker. I was born in the city, and like, I, you know, I've got a nasal city voice. So I was like. But Alicia's got this kind of soothing voice. You know? <laughs> like I hear, I, I mean, look, we've been together for a long time. So like I get, I get aroused when she talks no, to you- me. <laughs> 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 Even now, I'm like, serious. I'm like, I'm like, I got the hots for her. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, because I'm Aww. Like- <laughs> 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 so, so I'm like, hey, you, should give, you should give this narration a shot. She's like, no, no way. <laughs> you know? Go ahead. You say something. <laughs> We all want to hear it now. Yeah, we got to hear it now. <laughs> I was pretty hesitant about it because that's one thing I've always had a hard time is kind of doing interviews and um, <laughs> any sort of like doing a speech in front of people. Um, I would get really embarrassed. And I don't really like my voice, which is one of the reasons why I didn't want to do it. And um, I don't, I don't think anybody really likes their voice, it, but you know, I had to like write everything down and, and read it and. He's getting used to it and comfortable. And then so it's, now, it goes, so right? now, but now you actually, do you well, enjoy doing it? He put the video up. I forget which one was the first it was, one. I think it was Bel Air Blues is the first one you did, right? Bel Air Blues or Embry? No, it was Bel Air Blues. No, the first no, one. It was Bel Air Blues. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, everyone loved it. And they're like, oh, wow, we're like totally liking the uh, narration with Alicia on it. Yeah. But I think yeah. it was yeah, we did two narrative ones that year. It was that one. And then we did, because uh, we used to do like these, like, we would do like these, like, snow reports, like with the weather report from the church. Like it would be kind of like an live as opposed to, you know, a. Voiceover, voiceover, yeah. Narration. Yeah, so it was, let's try something different. So you did with Bella Blues, and I don't think the next one we edited, we, the next one we narrated was um, Soulful Sunday. Well, that's when I narrated. That was the one you did. And yeah. I wanted you to narrate, but you had to leave. Yeah, get the I kids. really thought it was Embrace where I really narrated over Bella Blues. That was the first one you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the first so one. When you started narrating, did it change how you how you filmed? Were you like looking for different content because you know the narrating's coming? Yeah, you know, so, so you know, it's funny. So as we, you know, 90 percent of the time, like we have like ideas of what we like to shoot, but the reality is because there's no budget, there's no time, and we want to see. <laughs> you mean you don't have a storyboard and like a director? <laughs> we do start off with a storyboard, but then what happens is is the weather isn't as perfect as yeah. we want it to be. You couldn't shoot not perfect at all. <laughs> Or, you know, we get in at one o'clock in the morning and the kids are tired. So then, you know, we go out and we shoot in the morning or Ray gets up while I stay in bed. And uh, so it's like you have that whole production schedule. And the cameras are shutting down. And, you know, the batteries. And we, up until recently, we shot with absolute, I would say, I wouldn't say that it wasn't the best equipment. It's still, I mean, we just bought a new camera, but yeah. like we would have equipment failure you wouldn't believe. So it's like, man, I oh, thought right. I had it, but like even GoPros, like they'd be like, it gets too cold, the battery dies or something. Yeah. And then you, you have no time to take that. So yeah. things you thought or you wanted to capture, 
you couldn't get. And there's really only one take. And it's it's and I think that's the difference between us and other say real production companies because they'll go and say, okay, go back up there, go hike back up and do it again, and we'll get like five different angles. This is like we're we're skiing. I'm like, all right, go. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, and like, and you know, over time we've gotten better. And we're able to kind of create the situation or direct the situation of how we want something to go. Um, and like, so it could at least be more aligned to our storyboard. But the reality is that we, we often find like that when we storyboard or we want something to be true to our stories, it, it takes more than one afternoon, one shot. Yeah. One shot. Like, um, and, and, and like, like for instance, like the last, this last season, you know, or even the last two years uh, or three years, actually last three years, we've been like waiting weeks, right? Like we just could shoot as much as we can. Right. And then do stories. And um, so I, I kind of go through like the summary. So at first. Well, it depends because like resilience, uh, that, that was, was our first one this, this year. And we shot all of that in one day. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like everything, all the B-roll, uh, the ski scenes was one day, whereas um, the outpost was like two years of two footage. years of footage. Oh, wow. Um, but most of the skiing, was well, one, the main skiing was from one, one, day. one day, but there was a little bit of. Yeah. Other stuff was actually from other times in the mountain. Other, I guess that must make it kind of fun, too, to ski, because if you're skiing the same mountain, it kind of adds a little, a little like more interesting, like, Hey, I'm acting like I'm going to, I'm going to do this kind of thing for a storyboard. Right. And, you know, if you're trying to shoot a specific thing, so it kind of makes it fun too. Right. Yeah, it does. I, but, but the reality is that we never, we don't really try to encourage that. I'm like, just is just ski. Right. And then we try to find like, at least, at least for the Pico stories, we know the mountain, we, that's where we are home mountain. So we know it intimately well. And so basically, <laughs> A moonwalk in the background is always welcome. <laughs> and so yeah, so so we know like every crevice of like at least the uh, the known trails and the, the woods there. So we know like I, so I set I, it I, up. I have like, kind of a cool cinematic shot to go here now. But like you know, but most of the time we were kind of going in blind. Like you know, it was like okay, this looks good. Let's well, shoot Burke here. Was blind. We had, we had no, it was we our first there. time going there and. We knew we wanted to do a story, and we're like, I don't know how we're gonna pull it off. We had we had a, an idea in our head, but we really didn't. The storyboard that we had created beforehand, <laughs> None of that. in a very short period beforehand, <laughs> on like the drive up, uh, we had created, and we knew the scenes we wanted to get, and the scenes that we had really wanted, we didn't we get any get, of it, but <laughs> it worked pretty well for, the, for yeah. what we were trying to portray. So, so how do you guys choose your destinations then? Uh, it's funny. So yeah. So then let's let's go back. I so, said like I think our destinations. Um, so it, 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 their reasons vary. So I think like initially season. I guess our what we called our season one, which doesn't really have. There's no season one per se. It's season one or earlier. That's, we actually say season two is the official season of Alba Adventures. You know, it's going to be use this tagline for yeah. longer than that. Probably twelve years, right? Um, yeah, so before that, it's like whatever there was snow, we went and we shot and we decided to shoot stories there. And, and it was really more about the experience of the trip and less about other things of the, of, of the uh, less story about the mountain or even other people. And so, um, 
So then like fast forward to season two was really about us trying to find a home mountain. Like, cause we were, we were already sold on Pico. We were, we had been there a couple few times and it had been a long time since we last were both, both ski there. Uh, but we're trying to see, okay, are there other places nearby? And we had skied some pretty cool places. We went to Bel Air with the Platicill, which we revisited last week and everyone was like, the Albas are back. I couldn't believe the, 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 the Platico, yeah. Uh, and then we had gone to you know a few other a few other resorts uh, along the way, including Hunter, which I grew up as a kid skiing at. But Hunter, Bell Parkway just killed it for me. I was like, that's like I, thought I was in the city. I'm like, dude, I can't do this, man. It's like Mountain creaked it. Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> and so we, you know, so then like I think the, 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 the we were really sold on Pico, but the ponds we we wanted to have a place up there. But we really couldn't, like, we didn't want to spend like 15, 20 grand on getting uh, a season rental. So at least I had this bright idea. Let's go on Craigslist. Let's go on Craigslist and try to um, get uh, a place. I'm like, all right. So we, we, we should put this thing on Craigslist. Like, you know, a family of four, we shoot videos, we're looking for a place, you know, for the yeah. season. And this is our budget, right? You know, we can afford it. And right away, we got like all these messages, all these messages. Oh. Some freaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, know, kind of you could come stay with us. I'm like, oh no, freaking way! <laughs> it's like, I, you know, we want to live. You know, <laughs> plenty of room in the RV if you want to join us for the for the winter. <laughs> exactly. We have a hot tub. I think one was an RV. One was an RV too. Actually, it was I got this RV in my backyard. Yeah, it was like really just. I'm like, oh. yeah. And, yeah, and, uh, and and so then um, this woman, um, Susan Susan Keating, Suzanne yeah. Keating, Keating yeah. she had messaged us, and I was like, "Wow, you know, like uh, I have this place in Woodstock." I'm like, "Woodstock? That's like you know, you know, Rockefeller Town. Let's go check it out." So she had this like, like really kind of simple uh, farmhouse, right? And we're like, "Yeah, let's let's take it, man." So we shared it with some friends, and that was a decision point to go to Pico mm-hmm. as a home mountain. So then after that, the focal point of our stories for that that season was really Pico with the exception of, you know, a couple of Killington days. And then obviously uh, doing Mad River Glen, Sunapee, because Sunapee was part of the Pico, Pico season pass. Season. Back oh, home, okay. days of Sunapee. So that was oh, cool. easy. We'll go to Sunapee for a few days, beautiful mountain and not very challenging, but beautiful with kids is great because our kids were young then. And then, um, and then obviously Jay Peak, we were already, we already been going to we'll do that in the spring. Yeah. We yeah. did it pretty much every spring, uh, Jay Peak. So, um, so that's that was that year. Uh, then the the following year, we had bought a bunch of passes. Like we're going back to season of fifteen sixteen. That was like the next the winter that never happened. You remember that? It was like a few years ago, three seasons ago. Yeah. Uh, yes, we distinctly remember that because we were that up was, at Killington that week before. Remember, you know how Killington now has the, uh, the Women's World Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like after the weekend of Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we were there the week before Christmas. And Superstar was completely green. Like there was not a drop yeah. of snow on it. That was our yeah. fear hunting adventure. That was uh yes. keep on week number two. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we ended up just going for driving around all over Vermont and getting beers instead because there was it was like skiing in chocolate mousse. Like it was just this yeah. mix of snow and mud the whole time. I think yeah, we, we drank a lot that week. It was great. Because <laughs> we, we were there for a whole week. So we went up to Burlington for like two days. We went to um, I, I think we waited in line for beer more than we actually see. <laughs> 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 I 
Because that was back when you couldn't get Hetty Topper or Hetty and Sip of Sunshine. It was like a real journey to go get it. It doesn't just wasn't just available <laughs> at the lodge. We're like, I look at this. Know. We got like three cases of each. Running around. <laughs> You're just such idiots, just <laughs> running around. We were definitely in the car more getting beers than we were skiing. That's like easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had demo day and it was like chocolate mousse out. It was horrible, but I was like, at least they're demos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <right. laughs> like, I'm scars on your skis here. Uh, thank you. <laughs> here you go. I, I don't want these. <laughs> it looked like tires after skiing on these things. Like they had like, tr- like just lines, like in all directions. It was really bad. They're like, hey, you want to try out a powder ski? I'm like, well, I guess. <laughs> no powder to be found on this mountain, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was like the trying years. We had all these passes we bought. We bought like mad cards and we bought a bunch of mad cards that year. We had so none of it, like any all the mads that we bought were obviously these more economical places like Bolton Valley and uh and you know it's just because we we, we prefer the, the, the kind of smaller resorts because like one, they struggle, two as a family, it's just easy to find your kids. Right. Three, it's affordable, right? And and uh it's, it's, and we kind of like the realness of that, at least kind of places. Nothing against Killington. We love Killington because it's it's, it's a part of our family now, but um it's certainly different in Killington to Pico, and we like that kind of Pico feel of other places. So here we are, we're now in this house in Plymouth, and like literally every weekend it rained. And so I remember like, that season, like it was like you're leading up to like, like usually where by November, we've already had like five or six ski days in us, zero. And, um, and so I actually, we, I, I was actually going to Philadelphia and I'm like, let me start recording. And I said, let me change the format of our stories. Right. And so that everything this point forward was going to be narrated. And so I did this thing called the waiting. It was like my commuting to Philadelphia on a business trip and like really anticipating snow. And I was trying to make it so that it was sort of nonlinear. I was like trying to like change the perspective of we were trying to change the perspective of tell, storytelling, storytelling and um, where I was going up the escalator. And then basically the, the last scene, it was a stinger scene where as a, like, as you see feet going up the escalator and then it transitions to uh, a chairlift cool. so that, that we're all waiting to get on the chairlift. And so the, the whole season became about like, you know, the thing, the, so we start creating these themes or stories. The next story was embrace right after that. Or the, the waiting, the, well, there was a waiting the prequel waiting. and the waiting was like, okay, we're, we're no longer waiting. We're seeing thankful the Killington, the blowing a bullet of snow Christmas week. Uh, yeah. And the Pico finally opened January 2nd that year, right? Wow, they opened, that's late. They closed March 12th. So each episode didn't have like a theme to it. So we did then Embrace. And that was the first one you fully narrated. Yeah, that was the first one. That and then narrated. that's my twin brother. I think that's when everybody was like, wow, that was. Yeah, they were like, guys were guys were writing me like, who's the woman in your. She's single. She's single, exactly. It's great. I feel, I feel, I feel honored when guys ask my wife out on dates. There's a, there's, a, there's a guy in our neighborhood. I don't know who he is, but he sees my wife right, walking right. down the street. And the guy goes, God bless that body. <laughs> so the kids tell me this. And I'm like, I'm like, God bless that body. I do that now every morning. I'm like, God bless that body. God bless that body. So you get to a point where you get to be like the creepy old man and you just embrace it. <laughs> so he's he's doing what he does, just embracing hey, it. You know, he's earned it. He's earned it. So I, I, you know, I take no offense to that. I'm like, all right, well, the guy's at least being honest. <laughs> Hey, what if he was like, ooh, you wouldn't want that, right? That's how I feel. <laughs> a little confidence boost there. 
anyway, I, I know it's coffee it's, for the confidence. Correct, but, you know, <laughs> I, I I find it amusing, amusing sometimes. But anyway, but uh, yeah. So then, like, really we, uh, I think you the one embrace, that said, yeah. and you came up and embraced the whole narration, and uh, and then I would leave the narration part to her, like to kind of figure out the. We dialogue. still fight about it, though. We always fight about everything, but it's it's part of why we have a great relationship. That's why we have like things like make up. I won't say the next word, but. <laughs> So then I guess, do you have, use the, um, like, do you have a, a narration? Is that part of your storyboard then when you're going into the, the trip? Uh, definitely for resilience and the outpost, we had the idea, but a lot of times um, things happen organically. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, with experience, you probably are able to kind of roll with the punches more and, and let not, the story develop. I find the narration really hard, actually. Oh, you do? <laughs> then I think the narration is sometimes the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So what we typically do is, at least on the way up, like, you know, so we're, we're, you know, our Hodge, like your Hodge is like, you know, four and a half hours, like literally every Friday night, we get the kids or five hours, depending on traffic or six, depending on traffic and snow. Um, get the kids after school. We load that. We like, like literally from like a long day at work, load the car up with all our ski stuff. And we just then drive. And so the kids uh, naturally gravitate towards devices, which we've kind of succumbed to because you know what? My guys are in the car for five hours. You, you can go on the device for a couple. Well, of our months. daughter conveniently cannot do any homework in the car because she gets car. Oh. So, yeah, so, so she could be on all the uh, other stuff, right? <laughs> Books hurt my head, but this phone, this is yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is a great movie I'm watching. <laughs> totally fine. Uh, can watch Netflix. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so um, so on the way up, like, so like, okay, so you know, like, we're gonna be going someplace just to shoot a story that we got passes to, and um, look, we're pressured because like we now like we're like <laughs> we haven't thought of anything yet, or we might have, but like, like let's do a little homework. So at least she'll be in the the car. She's like. What have you got? She's going to the Nell Sapp side or she's going to other New, New England ski history or. Ahead, yeah, well, because now I'm trying to like put in a little bit of facts with a little bit of feeling because I, I think what we try to do is we try to uh, show the emotion of a mountain or the vibe of a mountain and not just, you know, sort of a history yeah, history and facts yeah don't come back because <laughs> yeah, every mountain does kind of have their own their own vibe their own flow their own thing that they're about right yeah absolutely yeah it's a hundred percent and so they will argue about the name you know it's like what's the name going to be and then eventually we, we we settle on a word or a phrase mm-hmm. you know for it um and so the kids are like, are you guys arguing in over a name i'm like yeah i'm sorry <laughs> and like, that's gonna be it that's gonna be the theme of it and then, and then we kind of like then like figure everything else like from the storyboards that we have. Um, I'll say though, which it's really funny this year, we're trying to up our game a bit in terms of like the quality of video, the storytelling, and like we now have like a panel of like real pros, like we have guys who are Emmy award winning people, uh, like coaching us, and like it's funny because we have two camps: wow. the guys who like produce like docu, well three camps, documentaries. Those that kind of straddle that kind of feature film world, and they're those that are in the like commercial advertising world. And all of them are very experienced, but each one has a very different take on stuff. And they almost say the opposite. They almost like it's almost (laughs) complete. I'm like, okay, which is it? And like, then we got to the point, like, forget it. We're just going to do what we want to do. And then hopefully it sticks, right? Well, they all have different audiences too that they're they're sort of aiming for, right? Yeah, yeah. And no, some say, well, get it down to like 30 seconds. I'm like, I can't do that. Don't keep it more than five minutes. So now we we try to, to say, okay, you know what? 
we know the threshold of our story should be like five three minutes, to five, three to yeah. five minutes. And we've been keeping to that. But there's sometimes I really would like it to be longer because they're all like we went from like two to three minute edit to like 10, seven to 10 or 12 minute edits, almost 16 minutes. Yeah. And, and then it was, so now this year we're doing shorter edits, which are tighter, cleaner and, and like really to the point more, more so than before. But like when we look at the statistics or the curve of like viewership, even though it's like higher, the curve a little bit higher, it's that the curve is almost exactly the same. It's like bizarre. It's like people are retaining longer. Yeah, I think. And, 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 and well, it just but in terms of the actual bell curve for the video, it's actually the same percentage point of our longer stuff. But but anyway, so wow. I, I lost my train of thought here. I don't know. Are you gonna argue about this now? Yeah, there you go. I think the length of time of the your. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so um, yeah. So so half the time, you know, it's like we we shoot stuff that we like we don't know the story or we yet haven't figured the feel out. And I, and, I, and I'll be I'll be totally transparent. So we just did this our Stratton edit, and it's it's funny. Um, and mountains are lovely mountains. It's beautiful, but I think that as you guys, you just go to ski the East Group. Everywhere it's flattened. <laughs> You know, or it's, like, it's really snobby and it certainly has all these like like negative kind of feelings towards it, towards people who are kind of more hardcore skiers or who that like a less full service resort. So we had an opportunity to do a story there and we were just trying to find like the other part of the mountain where we could showcase some of the soul of the mountain. And like really like for us, like, you know, we're not like we love groomed terrain, but we're really more about the ungroomed stuff and the woods, like the real of the kind of natural things. Behind it, we know groomed terrain is wanted after a big day, say skiing Mad River or the yeah. bumps for weeks. Like you want a nice groomer to kind of yeah. relax, Just relax, you know, <laughs> you know not speed and relax. Yeah, exactly. I, I can sit back now. It's like it's much easier to arc a turn than like to kind of negotiate ice and rocks. And so uh, we understood the value of a groomer. Um, but like, so we we're at Stratton, and the kids are were basically ripping down his groomers, and then we didn't really know anything about the glades and that to me was like wow this is like pretty steep pretty challenging and beautiful i was like totally redeemed the mountain for us entirely nice. um you know uh would i make it my home mountain probably not because it's it's just you know the other side of it is like it's too, expensive too. It's ex- well, we, yeah true we were also for that particular edit we were under time constraints because we had two days to do it and the first day, it was sunny, uh, which is ideal for lighting and everything. But the woods were a little bit crusty. Mm. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> little bit dangerous. Yeah, it was, it was so like it was total sketch. It, but you know, we didn't really do as much as we wanted to do, yeah. or as much as we really wanted to show. So. When, when you found your ski, like with a kind of half inch of ice, like you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny when you look back, you're like, oh, that wasn't too bad, but why are you doing it? like this is terrifying? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> why are we here? Yeah. Yes, but we did it. We did it and we survived. And we actually then did it more as the day went on. Um it got a little better at the end. Yeah. And then, you know, so, at that point, like one of the cameras, the battery had already died. And yeah. Exactly. And it's and, and another thing that we do, I don't know if you guys noticed, like a lot of the families, right, that we do these stories. They have no clue. So we actually start, like, we have the kids or one of us approaches a family on the mountain. Like, hey, do you guys want to be in a ski film? Nice. And they're like. They what? have no idea. No, yeah. And so, and so, like, some will say, okay, like, who are you guys? And Alicia gives Nevada, who the little girl you saw walking in here. 
she's our PR agent. So you, <laughs> you give her. A no one can say no to her, right? She's the closer, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the closer. You'd be surprised at how many people just don't want to be recorded. Maybe because they, they don't they don't know how to ski. So. So, so we're, so we're always on a, on a hunt looking for a family to ski with, like to get him in a story. And that's how a lot of the families that we do know that ski with us have been, they just, we just met him on a mountain and they, they, then, they, then we meet him again and again and we film him over and over again and we become real close friends with them. Some, we don't get a chance to see again, but we stay in contact with them. Others, you know, just drop off the face of the earth, but, yeah. but it's, it's, it's for them. It's like, they have no clue what they're about to see. And so, um, you know, sometimes weeks would go by. In one case, actually, months went by for one family. We the one in Tremblant that we because we shot that last oh, year. Oh yeah. So we shot the Tremblant in it last but year. But you gave him a little bit of a teaser, like beforehand. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. I gave him nothing. So we just basically we met this family in Tremblant. It was like the last possible day there, and it was like the most bizarre weather. One day it was like you know freezing rain, and then everything turned to ice. Next day it was bluebird sky. So we drive up, yeah. and it's like snowing. Yeah. In April. I mean, it was like dumping snow. We're all excited. We're going to wake up in the morning and be powder you know, day. Yeah, powder day. And and we wake up and it, it had pouring rain. rusted, <laughs> pouring rain, it was oh, like an inch yeah. too thick of ice underneath wow. powder. So you'd, you'd like go through and oh, we were we were saturated. Yeah, I remember we're in the the Thompson. No, the, what do you call that? The, the, they had races going on that day. They all got canceled. What was oh, it? Really? On the, oh, the Lowell Thomas. The Lowell Thomas chair we're on, and I bought Alicia. Digressing again, we digressed quite a bit. So I got Alicia for for Valentine's Day uh, a brand new Columbia ski jacket, and you know it's like a four dollar jacket. I didn't pay that, but. Um, you know, I got this beautiful jacket, and in this, you know, you know how like, the lifts when they start like leaking oil and water. Oh like, uh, yeah! So all over it was a like whole jacket. Dripping, and, we're, oh. we're, like, dripping, and like, <laughs> anyway, I like grab the snow I can that's off. It's collected on the chair and trying to rub it off. <laughs> and, and, and oh man! Let's just call it, and we just washed the jacket as best we could, and you know, so we could have it for the next day. But um. Yeah, but so so that day we just gave up shooting. We said forget it. Yeah, and so we had literally one day to really get all our. And then a it was shots probably in. like thirty mile an hour winds or forty yeah. mile an hour winds. Yeah. Oh, wow! Ah. I think it was minus. It was minus fifteen Fahrenheit. Yeah, it, was really, it was really cold. Yeah, it was really cold. gets freezing. Yeah, so you know, and we and we. But shoot, it was the best lighting, so we had to do it. And when we shoot, <laughs> yeah. it's, like you, it's hard to shoot with gloves on, so we take our gloves off. Like so, we have to freeze skin. And suddenly, like, our hands will be exposed for like minutes at a time. And like my hands, you can see all the crack. Maybe I can't see. But I got cracks and stuff all over my hands because it just like it's keep- been warm. You're lucky now. It's You're suffering warm. for your art. Yeah, suffering for my art. People don't know how much we suffer. You know. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, so we, we got this family, and they're like they had no clue. So I said we're, we're going to release it next year, et cetera. So come around the holidays, you know, look out for it. So they said as a Facebook request, I'm like, hey, you know, we're doing the story. And I just want to be sure you guys are okay with it because your kids are in it. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. They had not seen anything we did. And they're like, they were like totally they were shocked. Bored. They were like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was going to be in a film. And then, and then, um, you know, was it Mount um, Tremblant uh, shared it and uh, Tremblant Express shared it. So that's kind of other cool thing that's been happening lately. So stuff is not, doesn't suck so much. <laughs> it, it actually, places are starting to share our stuff and, you know, if we can get paid to do it like, you know, like other people, it'd be good. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So speaking of which, you guys just actually got nominated for a couple of awards, right? 
Yeah, yeah. We won a couple, actually. Four. Four words. Four words we won. Yeah. We're nice. up to another one, but we don't know. If we don't get yeah. the best picture. We might get, like, the best, best, best overall. Best, best adventure short, I think, is the category. Oh, is that the category? Yeah, or nice. best adventure film. Yeah, whatever. Short film short. But, uh... Yeah, you want to talk about this? I, you know more about all of that. <laughs> I know more about it. You yeah. submit just as much as I do. Yeah, <laughs> it got to a point where like last year, because I think that the challenge we have is that some people identify as a vlog and some people identify as filmmakers. And we're like somewhere in between because we kind of vlog a bit. Like we would do like this little post here and there. But I think that we like, we kind of feel like like we don't want to be just known as vloggers because I think what we're trying to do is produce more kind of film. It's that kind of limited think. when you use the term vlog, right? You just think of someone. Yeah. It's not like a it's like a, like a real thing. It's almost like a little in between. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And what we're trying to do is create things that really maybe it's like time specific, but it's really more a, a, a film. A, some and, and that's why I think we started like kind of trying like go to more more themes and so um i think it was like three years ago we, we actually had our son at the time uh before he got his uh teenage voice uh narrate and edit and it was really cool because it was actually done in, i i don't know if you know of new york ski blog or harvey uh harvey harvey road the guy that runs uh harvey that runs new york ski blog so we had um we had been like big on these, you know, forums within these kind of blogs like Alpine Zone and New York Ski Blog and and uh, Pug Ski and Epic Ski, where Epic Ski had featured some of our work. And so this guy Harvey wrote, like, I just happened to read a couple of his stories, like way back when. So this guy sounds like a pretty interesting character. And so he had the forum. I said, oh, I'll just join, right? So I joined it, and and then you know, one day out of the blue on Facebook, I get this request from Harvey. I'm like, wait a minute, Harvey, like this <laughs> from, you know, New York ski blog. And so I'm like, accepted. And he goes, Hey, you know, can we talk? So we never spoke in the phone, but we were chatting and he goes, Hey, you know, this is that winter, that really crappy winter, right? So it's mm-hmm. 2016 now. And he goes, Hey, would you guys, we were already posting stuff on the blog and he was kind of sharing it somewhat. He goes, Hey, would you guys like to do uh, a story at, uh, at Gore mountain? On its last day, on the last was only one day, right? I think it was. Was that February twenty eighth? Yeah, whatever day it was. Yeah, it was like February twenty eighth. <laughs> a little later yeah. than that. I think. I think it might have been. It was actually. I think it was uh, March twenty eighth. I think. It yeah, was. something like. Yeah, that. I think it was like late March, but it was like it was like literally like not much. So we're like, yeah, sure. You know, look, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Mike Pratt, who was then like Silva Mountain. He's not Mike Pratt's not running all of Orda. And I think so we drove from Vermont. Yeah, we drove from Vermont over to because we skied hike and then we drove to Gore. Wow. Yeah, for the night. Yeah. So, but these we we had we had like this like it was like so this was like a Wednesday or something like that. He reaches out to me and it was for skiing on I think a Sunday or something, right? If I remember correctly. So like we had no time to really think about a plan, but one thing that we kind of came up was like. This, this this kind of mystery guy Harvey, like no one knows his real name. I know it now, but I can't I can't disclose that. And no one knows, <laughs> no one knows what he looks like. And but like so we knew about this this group called the Men in Black who ski at Gore Mountain. And this guy was you know if you look at his profile, whatever, on any of the forums or on, or on Facebook, he's like dressed in black. I'm like this guy has to be one of the Men in Black. And so or maybe maybe he wants to be one. I don't know, but um. So Alicia goes, I got a great idea. Like, let's like do this story called like the legend. 
I'm like, yeah, the legend of Harvey Road. And then we found out Harvey Road is actually the name of a road, actually, up in by Garnet Hill area. That's his. Road. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe this is road. Who knows? But anyway, so but anyway, so uh, so I was like, yeah. So then, like Alicia, like Alicia and I just started thinking of ideas, and we created this prop. At least you talked for a minute about it. Oh, you're gonna go get the prop. Yeah. Ah. Uh, we had this idea that we were going to be looking for him all over. So in the video, there's actually like, um, you know, wanted, you know, looking for so-and-so. Like wanted posters or? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Missing child, missing cat kind of thing. The legend looking for him. And um, and then on top of the mountain, that you see another little notice and uh, Ray's pulling out the prop that we did at the last minute. It should be on there. Uh, I can't find it. <laughs> um, anyway, if you come over, I'll, I'll find it. Right, and so it. Um, the idea was is that we're... This person also knows, like, the secrets of the mountain, and, like, it's, like, this so, peaceful place. That's the prop. It's a book, actually. We just made a book cover with, like, the skier. We just got up, like, something here. And then, like, this little, like, synopsis at the back. It goes, the legend of Harvey Road goes back a century or more. Nobody knows who or what he is, but he is believed to be alive and living in the hills near you. People have searched for Harvey Road, and the quest for finding him may never end. This is a story of a family trying to find them and what they learn along the way, author unknown. <laughs> so we made this whole like, oh. uh, cool. <laughs> the book is actually a mountain book too, which I read too, which is the, uh, is the, uh, uh, it's, um, what's it called here? Uh, the North, uh, the, the North face of, no, sorry. It's called uh, Starlight and Storm. Which is a which is a which is a pretty good mountaineering book. And, and, and so we made we made this prop for it, which actually is in the the film. And so anyway, so we did this, and then you know, um, boy, editing that was a real chore. <laughs> actually, I did two edits, one without him. <laughs> Gives you an idea, but we love hard. You got a little spooked. You got a little it's like. Oh, did he? <laughs> so we had to change the, the title from Legend of Harvey Road to uh, Peaceful to Peaceful Valley. To change his voice and everything, and blur him out. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, you, know, you guys should look at it later on if you get a chance. Yeah. But it's a, it's it's actually it's a really cute family at it. Gora loves it. So it's it. re, it's renamed Peaceful Valley, which is also the um, road that Gore's on. It's like actually seven nine seven Peaceful Valley Road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She knows the address. She's good with numbers. She's a <laughs> this this was in season three, then episode five, correct? Yes. How do you know? <laughs> I was just looking it up on the site. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to let everyone know too, so they can go to albaadventures.com and that's where all your information is and all your links to your videos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So the, uh, the funny thing was that, so after we did that, is in someone that approached us, I forget who it was. It might've been a friend of ours. He said, well, you should really enter this into some film festivals, at least to get screened. And I'm like, all right. So then we, we did enter that in and we do, we, we do know ahead and review, but I think that, we just didn't have a lot of the technical skills to really, you know, to make to make it basically like accepted. We also were, were submitting it to some big ones, like Five Point Film Festival, which is like we had no clue how big it was. I'm like, all right, I'll submit it there. We have to be almost as good as that. I'm like, who am I kidding? You know? <laughs> this will be shown in Sundance. Exactly. Yeah, right. you, know, <laughs> you know, so like, and, you know, and you know, so it was like, all right, well, I, mean, I guess we'll, we'll just keep trying. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, when we first saw this, we thought, you know, you guys were coming from a film production, a spot, you know, that's what you guys did is like a, a job and then kind of, you know, 
built this out on the side. But yeah, you, it seems like you just kind of organically just threw this together and, and made it a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so, we're going the reverse from making videos <laughs> now to uh, I'm I'm wanting to do a uh, sort of uh, documentary. Uh, oh, nice sort of a documentary drama. Well, it's so cool because now you can have the idea and there are ways to develop the skills, you know, like things have gotten to the point where, you know, you can actually learn how to use final cut pro or something and at least get it to a decent spot. If you have a good idea. Yeah. You guys, you guys were there like six years ago. Now you've, you know, everything has evolved. You're doing the voiceovers, more editing, you know, better sound, everything kind of just gets better and stronger every season. Yeah, well, a lot yeah. of it too, isn't it? Uh, building that system. So now you have a system of okay, you need to do a storyboard, you need to do edits. Like it's easier to fit into a schedule because you, you've been doing it for a while, right? It's not yeah. just starting from scratch and well, it. it's funny you say it. Yeah, so I think there's some truth to that. Obviously, so we have some idea about how to. We, we use we actually just switched to Final Cut last season, and that actually I think simplified our life quite a bit. Actually, I think it's a much better tool for the type of things that we do, but we also know, know its limitations. But uh, but in some ways, it's kind of like, some things are kind of on the fly still. And I think it's because that we're not, you know, we're not able to stage stuff. So I'll give you an example. So Jordan Manley just did a, uh, a, another edit, not to plug him in again, but love the guy and his work. So he did Treeline, uh, which came out in, uh, last fall and, and then now has a million views on, on uh, YouTube and God is what up or whatever else. But I get to see a screening of it at Patagonia because that's Patagonia sponsored the thing. And so uh, Lee Evans, who's one of the skiers in it, was actually helping him uh, co-direct or, or, or work, work with him on the, on, on the product. So just walking through a presentation and, you know, here he is. And I could tell the quality of his films, like just bleep because before he shot with a Sony A7S, I think it was. And you could just tell that this was like much, much crisper. And I found out he was holding a red Raven or a red Epic to you know it's like a forty thousand dollar camera through the woods uh to shoot right <laughs> you know, like, you know, this thing is like 40 pounds minus wow. the case and he had a drone in his backpack and he's like wow. so there's one it was like you know so give an example of like a scene so they're looking the the, the premise of it is about like you know things and things you overlook when you're actually in nature and particularly you know one thing you should respect are trees and and how as i mean and he ties into the whole like skiing the skiers are t- really attuned with nature right so he ties it in because he's a skier and outdoor enthusiast really beautiful film go check it out but anyway so the, the, the goat is one like for forested area where there's this collection of trees that you know i i forget the term they use and he gets there's like wow this is beautiful but it's one thing is missing and it was snow and i was like yeah so they they, they actually left and and they were waiting for snow. And lucky for them, they didn't have to wait very long. It was like the next day. It's no like I think like three feet or something. So they'll be coming wow. back and reshoot that. Where we don't have that opportunity. We go somewhere, and very rarely do we say we have yeah. to come back. Unless we have passes. Like Pika, we could do that too. We could say, yeah, yeah. we'll just come back and. We'll just save it for well, the time. Well, even the outpost, there was only one day for that snow. Yeah, for us. Be there. That, yeah, because you know, yeah. like, yeah, and that leads to another thing, too. It's like, the, you know, you guys live down here in the city area. So it's like that perfect powder day, man. It's like we, like, you never, we, we very rarely get it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The same boat. Well, you guys, you guys caught uh, Platicill last week, right? Yeah, With we did. Yeah. And that was only by chance, especially. So we yeah. were. 
We were we got city bound because uh, our son had a, the robotics uh, tournament that he has to be part of, which is like this is one of these now teenager in high school. So like dynamics of family skiing get a bit more challenging. Well, not challenging in the sense that we don't want to ski together. Challenging that number of days are going to be compressed because he has other priorities, and, and we, we're kind of starting to recognize that as a family that we have to be there for him. Um, but um, so we said, okay, we're not gonna, we're not going to go to Pico up north, even we had other passes, other places. We'll just stay local. Uh, and we didn't know that it snowed in the Catskills. We thought it was like really North Albany and North. And so Saturday day, you know, we're looking at like all the people posting photos of them, like look at me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right, here we are in Central Park. And luckily, it was my best friend and his kid. So it's like, I don't get to see him much. But we're like, kind of both of us kind of cursing under our breath <laughs> here. We could be up there. And, but the irony was our son wasn't even a city. He was like, up by, he uh, was up in Suffern. Suffern, New York. It wasn't even a city. He was up in Suffern, New York. Like, why were we here? But he was getting back home very late from these things. So we wanted to be here for him. So, Sunday, Sunday morning. So Saturday, like you know, Saturday night, I think someone posted something, an image of Platykill. They got it was Alan Belsky's. Alan yeah, Belsky Alan had been there. His son is his son. Uh, uh, Alan's son Spencer is on the uh, uh, I think the national team, right? Uh, he's a mogul uh, mogul team. He's actually a product of KMS. An amazing bump skier. Both the whole family. They're amazing skiers. I mean, nice. You name the bum line, they could do it. So as Alan Belsky happened to be at Platykill, he posted this photograph of him like just beelining it down like some woods. And it, it was like two feet of snow, roughly. I was like, I'm like, Big we're ass. going to Namara. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't get the powder powder. But, but yeah, it was spring. It was, it was nice. spring. It was spring. Yeah. So we were, we lucked out. And uh, it was funny as we get there. And so, you know, we're, we're like debating like between Bel Air and Platykill. And I think partly I was debating it because I'm like, oh, I don't want to feel committed to shooting. I was making him drive. Yeah, she was making me drive. (laughs) And she drives me all the time. It was an extra 20 minutes. And she drives me crazy. That's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) And so so anyway, um, yeah, so uh, we we get to like just the, you know, the hill that leads up to Bel Air. I'm like, we need to make a decision now where where we're going to have a better experience. And then like the body goes, Platic Hill. I'm like, all right, (laughs) Platic Hill it is. We're going to keep driving. And so we get there. I like, always forget like how a charming place Platical is. And we get there. And um, and then right away, I see Laszlo. He goes, dude, you're here. I can't believe you're like the owner of the mountain. Like, it's just there are just so many people there that know us or know of us. And I was like, wow. Like, I felt, it was really it was amazing. We I haven't guess. been there in a long time. So it was kind of it was a choice. People, yeah, it was remember. cool. It's like the Alba Avengers are here. I'm like, you know, we're nobody, man. <laughs> they remember that story. Clearly, the the ski patrol guys. Yeah, you got five seconds. Me in that video. Oh, we did. Yeah, the other guy. The long of his name now. All of a sudden, and then we were looking oh, wow. for the guy. Uh, so David Nelson, who was a ski patrol guy in Catskill Heaven, and Catskill Heaven when we were applying, this is like four years ago, five five seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was funny. It was that guy David Nelson? A comeback. Um, so the guy, this guy, this guy David Nelson, um, happened to be just like there, uh, 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 back in two thousand, I guess, might have been two thousand. Was it? He was like two thousand fourteen, fifteen. So, and so, uh, like, we just started talking. He was like, "Hey, what, uh, you want to ride up with us?" And we happened to like, interview him in the chair. And, like, we incorporated into our edit. 
And we really haven't seen him since. Maybe a couple of times we've seen him not skiing. And um, so we were at you know, I, I thought I saw his car. I'm like, I think that's his car there, but the plate was different. Uh, but it looked like his car. And so immediately we, we go to patrol. Like, hey, um, and he goes, oh, yeah, you're the Alba guys. I'm like, you know, it's like, yeah, of course. We're, you're a Catskill heaven. And I was like, well, that's so funny, man. Like, you know, it's like, is, is David Nelson here? He goes, you bet he is. And so like, <laughs> And then we then surprised them. It was really yeah. cool. And it, it, like, I said, like, hey, do you guys want to be like, I just brought the, I always bring a camera because I never know. Well, you were planning on shooting. We thought we were going to be sort of incognito. And- yeah, we thought we'd be on. But you got to wear different jackets, right? So you're, uh, so you can actually ski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, I think the fact I talk too much, I just give it away all the time. <laughs> you know. got to wear a big mustache, a beard, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It was really cool to get David skiing, and he's such a really pretty skier, and you know, really, really, uh, the whole group of guys at the, the patrol there. So they let me they let me record them, and and so um, now we're committed to do an edit. So we did a little preview of what nice. what's to come. So we have a couple edits we're working on now that we have to finish up. Uh, we, we should have been finishing one of them already. Yeah, we probably so, will delay it. We'll see. You know, I think we may I be know, committed. I yeah. Know. So then how many um how many more episodes do you guys foresee the rest of the season? Um I'd say it probably could be I'd say two, maybe three at most for the season. And then and then we what we started doing some time ago are these kind of off-season things, which kind of like continue the event. Like the, we call it now our off-season because it is with our off-season, because you know, we we happen to have other expensive hobbies that we do. Uh, <laughs> Those are the most fun kind, right? Uh, it's just uh, yeah, it hurts your wallet. <laughs> so yeah, years ago I I I, I got into like sailing, and I, even though I'm not, I'm not a very good sailor, but I, we got the kids in sail programs in the summer, and and then oh, nice. I bike raced for a long time. So we all bikes. And she reminds me, I got buy a few bikes for both kids. Yeah, cruiser bikes. But uh, yeah, so so we we started to like, kind of like so let's try at least document some of these other kind of stories to see to see what we could produce, and then and, and then. Last year, I think we did five, right? Uh, we did, yeah. Day, oh, yeah. So, watch. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but I think we were already, yeah. So, I think what happened was, I know what happened was. So, we were already kind of doing these stories, but we did this story last uh, last spring called Nature's Bounty. At Whiteface? At Whiteface. Okay. And uh, we had that story for, for like, for a few two years. Two years you've been planning. Yeah. But the, the year that, that Whiteface, they actually were comping us that weekend to go ski there. And right before that, right before we were supposed to shoot, Alicia tore ACL. Oh. Yeah. She still got 48 days after the ACL tear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't get a standard, like a, a, a body double? <laughs> no. She, 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 like, there's a, there's a, we had the whole, that whole season after that. Uh, we had season four, right? Season five. Season, yeah. season four. Yeah. Season yeah. four. That After one day, the whole season became about her recovery. Uh, so that's what we're kind of waiting weeks of time. But anyway, so we had this story that we're going to do this other family. They're actually, the, that family was in that story. Um, so we did Nature's Bounty last spring or last April, roughly. It was still winter, full on winter. And then basically, um, uh, we had uh, uh, gotten his email message from this resort. Like, hey, would you guys like mind talking to us about like doing a story 
at a resort. I'm like, well, we, this is not really what we do. But then they, they say, yeah, sure, we'll do it uh, for you if you want. And, but it has to be like on our terms because we're not really I, I don't really look at us as like pr- like a production company that we can do stuff. So like you don't want to kind of be doing promotional work for the mountain, right? It's kind of your own story that you're you're trying to tell. Yeah, but this is now a resort. Well, this was for just a, a, a like a hotel that, well, they have like a whole. They have a lake house, High Peaks Resort and a couple other things. And they're, they're bright in Lake Placid. And so like, well, sure, you know, what's involved? Like, we well, just want you to do your own story how you want to do it. Like, they, they weren't, oh. there was no commitment other than to go there and do a story. So I was like, all right, so let's let's go. And so, I, I you know, um, we, we hadn't been in Lake Placid in the summer forever. And that's what kind of started me kind of like at least practicing again to do like some... Some uh, you got your hand full there, kid. Huh? Yeah, All a lot right. of homework. <laughs> some, some, some uh, I think she just wants to be in the oh, show. She just wants to be. Because I forgot what I'm gonna be for Halloween this year. Okay, all right. I mean, there's only seven months left. <laughs> I don't believe it. It comes up quickly. Yeah, time, the time like, is now to start yeah, exactly. building the costume. Yeah, she it, she'll start planning Christmas in about two weeks. <laughs> I'm not joking there. If you want to uh, so, win an award for a Halloween costume, you got to start now. Actually, actually, you should see. We actually have a few edits that we've done, yeah. like just family things, and like where we did like some costumes and pretty elaborate stuff. It's like that could be seen on not on Alba Adventures, but on the YouTube channel for sure. Actually, all that stuff gets like a gazillion views. Does it? Oh yeah. It's like a it's like the, 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 like people who like look up like Baymax costume, like yeah. or even the like the stuff that we did for uh, Honey Lemon, which is part of that whole Baymax. Like, People love that crap. You know, they just go there like, oh, wow, check out what they did. And so we did this how-to, and they're really amazing costumes that we made. But, uh, yeah, so that's why she's looking because she knows that we're going to be investing hours of time. And we've been, as you know, we, we, we do planning. So. Huh? <laughs> she's planning, getting the storyboard ready for you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Getting fabric samples, like colors, everything. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I think it costs more money to make these costumes than, than to just go out and buy them though. Yeah. Championships are won in the off season. <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're totally, that's yeah. But it's really cool. Like I love, I mean, I don't know if this was your intention, but it's so cool seeing your videos and it's almost like you're creating this living family photo album that, yeah. you know, that your kids can go back and check out in five, 10, 20, 30 years and be like, you know, look what we did this year, you know, and it's like, it's this living thing that you're building. Yeah. It's, it's funny. So I think so it's like the, it's the always been the intent. It's like, you know what, you know, we just want to make it better. We, we just, we just try to make it better, more interesting, more meaningful to a broader audience than just ourselves. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like how many parents could say like, yeah, you know, I, my dad used to do these cinematic episodes of me going to the bathroom. You know, like people people watch reality shows. I mean, this is like, and you get invested in in those families. Like, it's the same thing with you guys. But you guys are are like, not not saying it in a disparaging way, but you're like everyone else. You know, you're like people just going out there and hustling and having family trips. But you're you have this talent, this ability to tell these stories with it that get people to watch it and get invested in it and want to keep seeing it and know where you're going next and what are you doing next on your next adventure. And that's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I I just wish my wallet could support most of this. <laughs> I don't know, Mario. You didn't you didn't buy any Wisconsin Powerball tickets, did you? Yesterday, no, 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 no. I did not fly out to Wisconsin. Did someone win yesterday? It's a one person in Wisconsin. One person. 
Oh yeah. man, seven hundred fifty million bucks. Well, and if they're listening to this, you could sponsor us. Podcast at gmail.com <laughs> and Elvin Elvin Adventures. <laughs> yeah. We'll fly out to Wisconsin. We'll, we'll do a ski adventure out there. We'll keep it dark. They're, they're actually we'll include the there. whole family in a video. That's right. right. <laughs> we'll have hot dish with them. It'll be great. Yeah. So so when they do contact us and, and they do set up this whole thing, what is your dream vacation? What is the dream adventure for you guys? Oh, wow. Well, we have a few. Actually. We have a, yeah, we have a few. What would you say yours is? I'll say mine afterwards. Oh, wow. So we get the, you know, the unknown funder from the Powerball just throwing <laughs> money away. <laughs> I think actually, uh, well, last year we were planning on, um, we had a, we had a big trip planned and right at the last minute, uh, his company said, um, you have to go to India. Oh, so I was like, oh, all right. You know, there's, what? No, there's not a lot of skiing in India, right? Oh, really? There it is, actually. Up in is the there? Himalayas, yeah. In the Himalayas. Totally, we can totally do this. You'll go the first week before spring break, and then we'll go to the Himalayas and, uh, you know, go skiing in Gulmarg. And so I was starting to plan it, and I'm like, this is going to be perfect. We'll be there, you know, Easter, and it'll be like these, they have these beautiful flowers in the springtime in the valley, and then it, there's going to be snow up the top. It's just going to be beautiful. And then um, one of his friends does these uh, tours there. And he said, mid-March, every, everyone leaves in from... Gulmarg. Yeah. Really? All the ski patrol no, leaves. No, yeah. no ski patrol. There's no safety at all. <laughs> and, uh, it's already dangerous enough. The d- gondola wow. may not be running. And then I see like this one person is front side and there's actually, they get caught in an avalanche. Well, actually, I think the excellent, wow. it was a class three, no, I think, or class four. Dig, they had to dig them out. I well, mean, they, they, were, they were fine, but. Yeah, it was a big, it was, a, it was a wow. the Queens. The main, that main. Uh, yeah, the main face, right? Yeah. Off the top. It was like crazy. I saw that. It was so, like, I ain't doing that. Like, you know, to go from, I think you have to fly to, well, you were going to Mumbai. So we were going to go Mumbai, Delhi, Delhi, and then take another plane from to Delhi to Srinagar. And then it's, and then it's a two hour, drive. two hour drive from there to wow. maybe not be able to ski. In <laughs> <laughs> some dangerous conditions, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, eh, maybe wow. not. To Mountain Creek it is. Oh Mountain Creek. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what yeah. So I think the original plan was to go to the. Well, this you, is my dream vacation. That's your dream vacation. My my mine is uh, not Gulmarg, but Gulmarg is on the list. But yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think I think for me it's like South try, America. Oh yeah, absolutely. Portillo, Portillo, Las Lenas. You know that's where. Our, Baraloche. Baraloche, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the only Icon Pass, right? Which no. Which one's on the Icon Pass? I don't have an Icon Pass, but you know, if Icon Pass is listening, we we could all use an Icon Pass uh, between uh, Alba Adventures and the High Falloon guys. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hit us up. There we get still more of the resorts, right? I actually Epic or Icon will, yeah. will be exclusive. Let them fight it out for us. Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> uh, well, got the sweeter deal. <laughs> actually, so they had an Icon Pass commercial during a Ranger game this week. Are you serious? I was like, wow. they're like on sale till you know best prices till April whatever twenty fourth, twenty fifth. I I think they know their audience is in New York. Yeah. That's probably why they're only advertising. And they just got their bonuses. 
yeah. their, their Wall Street bonuses. So exactly. Buy it now. <laughs> buy it now. Or tax refunds. <laughs> right. yeah. Or buy it for us as a donation. That's fine. <laughs> it is tax deductible. Exactly. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We're not accountants. No financial advice. Yeah, like a, like a, we got like a little league sports team. We, 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 you could write it off. <laughs> we were actually joking about that. Like, what were what were we joking about last week about something about sponsors? And it was like almost like a, it was like some ah, oh, I forget something that was ended up Tito's bail bonds end up coming yeah. up in the conversation. <laughs> Being like the sponsor, the sponsor us. That's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, we talk about people sponsoring our podcast. We're like, yeah, it's almost like uh, yeah, like the the local the local Bandit. tire shop. Yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah you need scotty tires in the winter that's true go to joe's tires exactly joe's tires doesn't I'm get like, any more studly than joe's if you're on your way up to the mountain you may want to stop at the <laughs> stop at joe's rib shack i don't know you know just something Man so, of camp. so we got so you got india and we got south america those are the dream trips yeah yeah yeah, nice. those are two. And I, I'd say closely followed by anything Japan. Oh, Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Japan. Yeah. yeah, our buddy. We had our, a buddy on about it two years ago, and he, him, and uh, some of his some friends went to uh, Niseko, and they were kind oh, yeah. of giving us the whole the whole um, experience and, they, and how they crazy did the repeat it was. this year. That's true. They did do the repeat in January, and it was it was too rich for my blood. Let's put it that way. I had a yeah. What was it like? I had a fold. Five grand, four grand, close to five grand. No, with it, that's per just person. travel. Oh wow! And then food. I think food was on top, so it was, yeah, spendy. Yeah. Imagine a family of four. So this guy that we, there's a guy that we know that runs these these, these really amazing like you know backcountry trips, uh, and it's called the Adventure Project. We met through some of the forums, and we we made in contact, and it, we've only known each other virtually now for about six years. Yeah. But he does these amazing trips, and like, he's like, "Well, I'll give you a discount." But I look at my dude, like. Once I caught the discount, it was really good. It was good. It was good, really good. It was a good price, but I was like, by the time I included a private chef and everything. Oh wow! By the time I, how do you travel without a private chef? Yeah, exactly. Jeez, (laughs) we're not animals. (laughs) 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 We have to eat. I mean, come on. After a long day of skiing, all that calories. Right. Whatever I factor, I factored the cost of a family of four. I'm like, whoa, that's uh, that's yeah. That's our that's our season rental. <laughs> yeah, right. It's that times four that gets like whoa. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's funny. It's like it's what happens now is that you know because like solder's fifteen. So I mean, a lot of mountains still have that under eighteen thing. Uh, so it's not too bad, and some have the college pass. So it's not going to be too bad for him. Maybe he can just go to college for a while. Yeah, he's just I I, I go back to college. I think it'd be cheaper for him. Why don't you guys register for college? We should all go back to college. And get a college pass. It's a great deal. Yeah. It's so someone's back. University so, of Vermont, right? Yeah, exactly. Or Boulder, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, you know, like there, 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 there are some, there are some small colleges in Vermont that that haven't gone out of business yet. Doesn't Middlebury have their own like ski? Yeah, sport? that's yeah. We, we have we have we not wanted to do that. Yeah, actually. we have not been there, man. So there's Middlebury we want to check out. Um, Dartmouth Skiway is another. What's the other mountain we want to check? Is another small like those northeast slopes we want to check out. Well back, we've not been to. We drove by that a few times. It's like there's all these, six. huh? Suicide six. Yeah, suicide six. There are all these like really small mountains. We actually checked out. And so not to digress again, but you probably small places. But this year, you guys should check this out. Like Quichi Ski Hill, but oh, like a, yeah. that's in that Woodstock, right? 
It's right in at, Woodstock. Yeah. Well, it's well, actually it's, Queen, it's actually Queechee. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's it's like this really picturesque small ski hill, but they have like this. What is it usually? It's around the spring break, Presents Weekend, right? Oh, the uh, the fireworks. The fireworks are uh, Presents Weekend. Presents Weekend. Sun, it, it's like so we like our the friends Sunday. for years have been convinced us to do this, but it's so awesome. It's not really like a torchlight, and people like bring like. Uh, fluorescence and all this like cool lights but like the next year you're kind of coming down as you're coming down the fireworks go off we just stopped our whole family like you know it was like there's like three families in fact that were with us that the, the ones that convinced us to go after five years and it was like the most awesome thing and i, I fell in love with this really tiny ski hill it was oh, a gorgeous nice. little place you know uh, it, i wouldn't say that's like a destination i dream about but <laughs> definitely if you were it's kind really of passing cute. through it's so cool to go there it's like what twenty five bucks? I think to ski there. No, I don't. I don't know. So it's I like, think we should set up our own college, and then yes. we'll be enrolled. And there you go. They, if they want to, you know, verify that you're enrolled. Yes, you're enrolled. It rings into my cell phone. Mario <laughs> Bryan University. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you know what? You can buy admission to USC and Yale. You know, might as well buy admission to our school. It's all for sale, right? Right. It's <laughs> true. It's true. Like, absolutely, no student debt at all. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get discounts. How much is tuition? It's three fifty. It's three fifty. So, do you guys have? So, for people in the Northeast, do you have? Um, uh, would you guys have like a favorite destination or like an underrated destination? I know you guys just mentioned uh, Quichi. Is uh, would you? Uh, do you have anything else for people like to if they haven't checked out a, a small hill or a local hill? Um, well, yeah, I think you want to take this part. Oh, that's that's well. I, I would say, like, I think Pico. I think every, the funny is like, there are a lot of people who don't know Pico. I think TGR just had their event there this week, and I think that a lot of people that are like on various groups and Ski the East group and other like uh, forums, you know, they went there and they're like, this is their first time. Like, oh my god, like I've never been here before. I'm like, yeah, this is why we preach this place because it's it's uh, has a good continuous vertical. It has like that real kind of uh, homey vibe to it and, and it's authentic, right? Uh, and if you don't want to ski there, you can always go to Killington around the corner to get more of that kind of more service big and big mountain, bigger mountain experience. But th- in terms of actual vertical feet, if you went from the very top of, uh, of uh, Pico Peak to the very bottom of the lodge, as more continuous vertical feet than K1 to the gondola. Uh, now, I think it's like 340 more vertical feet. Don't take my word for that. Just go to mountainvertical.com. They did the math for you. Well, so, Killington, you uses, Killington uses that cute little uh, down to Route 4, the, the Great Eastern Trail, yes. to, to brag yeah. about it. You can to, never really go all the way. To, yeah. To fluff yeah. its vert. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love, run. I love Killington. I, I, do, it, it's, I, know, I do remember like a long time ago, it was going back in the 90s, we took a friend of ours who wasn't such an experienced skier, but... Uh, just call him Fat Frank. That was his nickname. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes with my fat friend Frank, the triple F, you know. But triple <laughs> F most pissed off at my effing fat friend Frank. But you know, uh, so the three of us went skiing up there one day. So let's go down. I think it took us like an hour. It was like this, you know the problem with you know we were there in this like I think it was a warm. Yeah, I would March. think it was in the spring. Yeah, it was like a warm March day, and uh, so it was like this deep corn. 
And I remember like there were parts where we had to push uphill. Yeah. And it was like, man, this, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took us like an hour to get down. I mean, it was still, we had a great time anyway, because you're, you're, you can't not, not have a good time skiing. Although there are some places I'd say I'd, I'd rather not go back to, but. <laughs> so you guys ski Pico a lot. How do you feel? Because I know we've always heard rumors and somebody, you know, always talks about, oh, there's a plan to connect Killington and Pico. Mm. You think that would ruin Pico? Uh, yeah, I think it would. Yeah, I think it, I think it, I don't think they're gonna. Do, I don't think they'll ever do it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, yeah. Kill, Killington's motto is: if we don't have to do it and make money, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the bare, the bare minimum is more than good enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the vibe. Yeah, I think you know. I, I guess I think it would ruin people, the vibe. Wouldn't it? A lot of people who ski Pico do also ski Killington, but like you know, I remember there are days. It's really funny. So we have this. The great thing about Pico is that you have. A summit guarantee. Uh, so if the summit lift is not running, they comp you the day at Killington. So we get like what eight to ten oh, right. days where we well, could ski, where we could ski. We'll stay at Pico. We'll just stay lower mountain. We'll just right. say, you know what? It doesn't matter. We don't have to go to the summit. What weekend did it was like some big weekend? Was it this year or last? It was President's weekend. I think it was that Monday because it was too cold to go to the summit, oh, and, and we're the, the only ones at Pico. Was, the outpost was open. Yeah, Apos is open. We knew that it was was gonna be, well, it was so cold. I think people just bagged, bagged yeah. it. I think they were even giving vouchers at Killington. They're like, oh, if you want to come back. But there have been many, there have been so many days that we, we have the option to ski at Killington. We're like, we love Killington, don't get me wrong, but we love Killington up to December 15th and then after March. <laughs> yeah. In between, it's like, I just, you know, if it's not during the week, the week, I just like, we're definitely nowhere near it on a holiday. Oh, yeah. So I think it was President's weekend that Saturday in Richmond Court. We know, like, we know a lot of the ops people, and we know even the, you know, the, the president and GM of Killington, Mike Salamano, are the same age. I mean, like, the same birthday. And so um, Rich McCoy, who runs the ops for PICO, comes to me and goes, Man, you know how many people are at Killington today? I'm like, I don't know, 11,000. He goes, 13,800. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do we have here? He goes, ah, oh, 1,500. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. it was, like, it was, it was even, even pretty crowded for Pico. It was pretty crowded for Pico, too, I thought. Because yeah. not, not there was a, never a line. Yeah. But the lodge, you know, the lodge busy. gets busy because it, it doesn't have nearly. Especially if it's cold, then, you know, people want Yeah, it scares a lot of people away yeah. the cold. But you know, actually, so you want to talk about, the, I think, the, the most underrated mountain. You know, I think that uh, it's funny. Um, because we've skied a lot of places. And, and so I think the most underrated mountain in terms of terrain for me. In Vermont or in the Northeast? Northeast, right? Sure. Yeah, Northeast. Well, I don't know. I can't think of any other. Well, in Vermont, I would say probably underrated. Yeah, it's, I guess it's underrated to New some. New York, I would probably say Platico. New York, Platico, absolutely. Is under, it's, Platico is always the underdog in New York because you got Bel Air, it's got the gondola, and you have Wyndham, it's high Hunter. speed capacity. You have Hunter, which now has that. Area where people are dying. You didn't hear that from me. Uh, no, they did. we did the. Uh, we talked about that story a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. You died. Yeah, sad. Yeah, it's very yeah. sad. Yeah. But um, well, I think the thing that's great about Platykill is just the the vertical is uh, consistent all the way down. You feel like you really feel like you can get in some good good skiing. Very cool, and that's another one you can rent out, can you? Yeah, you can during the week. I think it's like five grand, right? For the or maybe I think, less. I think it's forty five hundred. Yeah, five. I don't know. Don't put nice. me on that. 
That could be the uh, ski bum and Alba ski tours, uh, Alba tours, <laughs> jamboree. Yeah, have, you, have you guys been there before at all? Or no, no. I've not skied Platykill. No, oh, you should try it out. You definitely try it out. It's like it is really. I think another term for it was like it'd be the Mad River of the Catskills. I mean, really, oh, wow. it's like huh. you could ski between like any wood line there. You could ski between it, right? Uh, I, you know, I, one thing I'd say that even this past weekend, there's so much ski patrol there, but they're the most relaxed ski patrol I've ever encountered in my life. You know, yeah. the first time we were there, the David, that's when we met David Nelson because one, I think, shoot wasn't open mm. yet, and he goes, "Yeah, just go under, man. It's got plenty of snow." And like, we, we actually. <laughs> Or, yeah, he's like, just duck the line. I'm like, all right, this guy's cool. He said, duck the line. And we're here. I got my you know, 10 year old son and five year old daughter <laughs> ducking lines. I'm like, you know, that's something that we typically do, but it was like a powder day. I was like, yeah, come on, open it up already. They did a big meeting, open them next run, but, but yeah, it's a place. And there's a, like, there's a quarry pit on top mm-hmm. um, that you could actually, people actually will do like like tricks and leaps into I mean, that. that's where they brought Glenn Flake. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I think in, in another another place I think for me that's really underrated, um, and maybe not to people who are way up north is Bolton Valley. I think you know it's really a no frills kind of place. Um, the lifts are you know I mean they're slow, but you know the thing about it is there's something to be said about a slow lift. You just that means you have fewer people that are on the runs with you. So you have sure. there's a lot of terrain there that people don't even know of. Right? It's like. Or they don't experience it. They, they think it's just whatever they see in front of them. And at nighttime, it's fine. Like you have to be on that. You wouldn't want to be in the woods there. But there's so much like, you know, like lift access backcountry that, that literally you could, I mean, you could just swing back, you know, onto your back onto trails there. And, and um, I think, you know, when our son first started snowboarding, then he became a skier. He, he saw the light. <laughs> Market. <laughs> no, no, no offense. No offense. I'm just joking. I love snowboarders. I mean, they're, they're my videos too. We don't exclude them out. Even though I've been told you should. I'm just kidding. I never <laughs> said that. I, like, oh, really? I watched this great video of all these skiers, and then there's a snowboarder in your video. I'm like, you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined, ruined it for me. It was Winter's Promise. That's Alta Adventures. My toad skis too. He's like, yeah, I'm just joking. But I couldn't tell at first. He like wrote this like long email. But anyway, um, yeah, so Bolton Valley, I'd say, I mean, not for people in the Burlington area. I think they, 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 like, they love Bolton Valley because it's a gem. But I think that a lot of people just, I'm going up that far. I'm going to go to Bush, whatever. Um, you know, so, hey, Mario, you snowboard, right? Or you ski? No, I ski. Ooh, so both of you guys ski? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So then you guys can go to Mad River too. So, yeah. You know, everywhere. Can, the snowboarders could poach it. Or like Jonathan Kamian says, just go to the board meeting coming up in the two weeks. And <laughs> that he did debate on like the various forums. And Jonathan Kamian was like, just come to our board meeting and state your case. We'll I think I almost want to go to the board meeting to see what that's going to be like. Yeah, we should go to that. Yeah, so like uh, pay off the co-op members to <laughs> yeah. vote in. To vote it well, in. Actually, I think I think there's there are a couple of people who are snowboarders who are actually in fact co-op members as well. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. So They're slowly uh, infiltrating. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 all you got to do is buy a share, and you have a vote. So you know, you never. Burn should go do that, right? Just go there yeah, and buy a stake. You know. Have you guys? Uh, have you guys gone to Magic? You know, that's one that's place on our bucket list. Yeah. So three years ago, through that bad season, we had passes there and then never materialized. 
Then the next season, we're going back to Torrey CL. Last year, we passed on it because we bought the Max Pass. We figured, let's not go. And then this year, the only pass that we bought was the um, Pico Pass. And um, we, we, we deci- what, we, what we decided to do, which is by chance, someone said to us, maybe you guys should consider becoming press members of NAJA, which is that North American Snow Sports Journalists Association. And like, do you think we're good enough? And, and uh, they said, yeah, you should be good enough. And that was the people at Pugski, uh, uh, Trisha Pugliese and Phil, who are also, they run the Pugski Forum. And so I was like, all right, well, we'll submit an application. I think it was like 80 bucks. And we know it's, I'm not going to use my name because people hate me. So you <laughs> go to another name. <laughs> so, another name. So I submitted under my wife. I'm like, hey, I just submitted you for, you may get an email. It's like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm going along, whatever this is. And then we get this email from the then secretary. Um, and also Peter Hines is also, I think, yeah. Who suggested us to be, to do it, and so next thing you know, we get this email from Stu Yarworth, who's then the secretary that we've been accepting. Like, holy cow! Like, apparently they have been waiting for us. I was like, wow, that's that's cool. I guess wow, we're pressed now. Like, and so um, we wanted to kind of like we we didn't like we were excited by it, but we didn't know what that meant in terms of like what our responsibilities were. To I mean, obviously now we're 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 under a lot more you know eyes in terms of like telling the right story. Uh, but, um, so we can't lie anymore. Nothing we ever lied anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I did a 50 foot jump. No, it was three feet, honey. Um, it but felt, that angle looked like it was 50 feet. Exactly. Motion. Yeah. It's all perspective, right? So it's, it's about how you saw it, right? It doesn't matter. The reality is not the perception and perspective are yours, right? It was 50 feet, honey. It wasn't three. You think it was 50. That's right. So you say I'm like nine inches and I'm really 12. <laughs> My foot, my foot size, my foot size. Foot size, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> people think we're really serious. This is how we are all the time. <laughs> so, they, they watch That's how videos. we is all the time. Not like... Hey, you, you're actually worse than I am. Oh, you're I like, am. Yeah, you are. A couple of drinks. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. The next time we do this, we'll have to do... <laughs> next time we'll do this with a couple of drinks. Yeah, we yeah, should. Yeah, go. we should. We could do virtual drinks, but... yeah. But I, and so we got to cook dinner. The kids like, hey, where's dinner? I'm like, I guess we're going out to dinner. <laughs> but uh, but um, so where, where was I? Where was I at? Magic. Oh yeah, magic. magic so yeah, yeah. So, they, so, so we then, really wanted to do it. Yeah. So we reached out. So this year we decided to reach out to like a few people, like Jeff Hathaway and Matt, who's like the the GM and uh, gets owner or shareholder of the Mountain. And I think they're all interested uh, in us doing a story there. Uh, it's just been how he's been able to schedule it. So we had a few places where have been able to compass tickets. Like so Bolton this year, we they say, hey, well, yeah, we'll go do a story there. Do you mind? Mm-hmm. Give us a couple of passes. And, uh, you know, this is the early season. And uh, we nice. got there. It was like one day. We had two days and we really had really one day to shoot. We paid for the, the night skiing. Yeah. And I'm so glad I brought a camera for night skiing. We were just going night skiing to kind of like get a lay of the land. And I was like, I'm so lucky I brought I mean, we a camera. We had skied there, but we hadn't skied there in a long time. And we also knew we had some other stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that mm. Personal stuff yeah. that uh, we felt Even, like we had to get on the snow. Oh, and, yeah. That's right. My brother broke his femur that yeah, week. That's what happened. So my twin brother, my identical twin brother. So you're, if by Did you your, feel it? Oh, dude. <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? So yes. we were, we were going to go head up to that weekend to Pico. And then ski, right? And then um, we said, you know what? This rain, this Christmas weekend, we'll just stay here. We'll leave like either 
the Monday or like sometime after after celebrating Christmas in City. And so um, we go to I'm looking for a ski helmet for Nevada, and and uh, so we'll just stop by the West. Chester County Mall, which is right by us, to see what they had at REI because at REI, uh, whatever vouchers or something, they had nothing. And then so we're kind of walking around because we needed to pick up a couple of things like you know undergarments and stuff. And uh, so as I'm walking, I, my left leg, which my I have two bad knees, my left leg is my good leg. Always my left leg, which is like I had this sharp pain. I'm like, man, I stopped dead in my tracks. It's like, am I okay? Am I okay, Daddy? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. It was just really weird. I felt this weird pain. And then like two seconds later, it happened again. And we're... Hey, Ray, you sitting down? I'm like, oh, man, this has to be bad. You know, and uh, he goes, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting down and I'm about to have lunch. He goes, oh, well, you know, I got some bad news to tell you. I'm like, oh, man, what do you, you got to tell me as well as your brother? I'm like, oh, please don't tell me. Then he goes, uh, yeah, I think he broke his femur. I'm like, holy cow. Man. Yeah. Double wow. fracture. It was like binding. Like, we don't know if it, it looked like the binding was set incorrectly because when we did check it out, it was like totally off. But um, we don't wow. know. We, we don't know the full story on it, but it had, yeah. So he was like, he's literally been out. He's like, it's been how many weeks now? Like it's been, well, it's been December 22nd. It's like three months actually right now. Right. Three, three months and five days. I think yeah. he's still on crutch. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so you should check out some of his videos on Facebook. I'll, I'll have to, you guys have to send me a Facebook request, but you guys see, he, he went, he went totally cabin fever. He's like, there's no point in you staying in my, he's like, there's no point staying in my apartment in New York city. So he stayed up at the condo and didn't leave for like two weeks. <laughs> It's like a shiny. So we start recording these. Like, I said, dude, you should record yourself there. So we started recording these videos with making hot pockets and surviving. <laughs> like, hot pockets became this like, a survival skill. Oh, that's awesome. It was hilarious. I'm like, dude, so we were attacking hot pockets. You should sponsor my brother. Hot pockets. <laughs> it was like, it was hilarious, you know? And he, he, did, he was like doing interviews himself. He goes, yo, yo, yo. Yeah, it's like, I'm here with Renny Alba. It's like, he was dressed as a here. He goes, man, I was on his most radical run, man. It was a green run. He goes, you said it was a green run? Yeah, man, those are the most radical runs. Because it was basically the, the run out between um, Fool's Gold and like mid, uh, Lower Pike. So he was going to the Summit Lift. Actually, some of the clothes, I think. And then just it like, it was in between. I think that's where it happened. So he was like just describing this accident in a very funny way. So he's got a good sense of humor around it. And I think that, you know, in some ways, like doing these videos has somewhat been cathartic for him. I know for me, when you got injured, it was totally cathartic, you yeah. know. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's, 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 he's, he's, uh, so we were kind of like a little ambivalent about skiing, but we get on the ice. But my brother and I, he's like, he's been really kind of, uh, you know, cause at least in good spirits, despite not being able to ski all season. But I'm hoping next season it'll be all right to, to ski again. Yeah. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Got to rehab in the summer. Positive, right? Yeah, yeah. positive. So summer rehab. That's just our list, man. We, we hope to get there. Jeff Hathaway, if you're hearing this, I'll tag you. But yeah, we uh, we skied there, my wife and I, the first time this year. And it was, we went there up on one of those throwback Thursdays where it's, you know, $29 lift tickets. And there was probably 30 people there and they'd gotten, you know, because uh, they're closed Monday through Wednesday, unless there's like six inches or more. And it was one of those things. It was like four inches four inches, like all three days. So when they opened on Thursday, there was like, you know, about a foot of snow on the ground, like all over the mountain and wow. like 30 or so people, you know, you didn't have to wait on any lines. You 
barely saw people out there. I mean, it was it was a blast. Awesome. You know, it's small, but the terrain is is really fun. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes it's, for us, it's not even about like. I mean, it's good having vertical. I mean, you guys like do a lot more west western skiing or European skiing than we've done in a while. Actually, we've done nothing. Actually, we've done no west coast no, skiing yet, kids. no the kids yeah. yet. Um, but um, yeah, sometimes, man, it's just a small, a small. If, if the run is like really interesting, mm-hmm. then it's like we we love it. Like you know, a small mountain that we skied at, it's been a while since we skied there too, Connecticut, Mohawk Mountain. I guess kind of a bad rap, I think, to some of the, because I, I think if you live in Connecticut, it's like, they're all like really tiny, but Mohawk Mountain, man, I was like, that. we were there and I found that place to be really nice. It was like really, I mean, nothing was too challenging, but the fall line was interesting, really typical New England terrain. And so Magic, I would imagine is the same way. We, we, when we were at Strider, we were looking over at Magic, and it's so cool that you don't even see how. You can't really see the runs. You can't even see the trails. Twisty, windy. Yeah, everything's really tucked in. Exactly. It's it's a neat mountain. I mean, it's really worth checking out. It's a lot of fun. Very cool. I'm going to put some more light on it first. It's all right. It's kind of dark in there. I'm yeah. sorry about that. No, it's fine. Uh, we're going to probably just use the audio anyway. So, yeah, okay. okay, no worries. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we should probably wrap up because I think it's been two hours. Two hours now. Almost two hours. Yeah. And <clears throat> I hear my son is screaming upstairs, which means my wife is going to be pissed at me. Um, hey, what, 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 my last question for you guys: Are you guys up for sure. being in an Alba adventure next season? Hundred percent. Definitely All right, totally, and yeah, done <laughs> deal. All right, absolutely, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I'm there too. Get the whole, honor. whole families, girlfriends, your your, your harem, Ryan. <laughs> my harem, yeah. <laughs> my harem is very small these days, unfortunately. Yeah, we got uh, our little, my wife and my our little 19 month old right now, who uh, we're hoping to get on skis next year. Oh, awesome! We'll be ready. Very nice. So, I already took him. Uh, I took him. We were at Killington last week, and just at the bottom of Snowshed, you know, my wife brought him over, and I, I just grabbed him and then did the just the very, very bottom, like forty or fifty feet, carried him, and uh, he had the biggest smile on his face, and he goes "nen nen," which is his word for again. So it gets good. Oh, that's good. Nice. So he's good. a little thrill seeker already. Yeah, Nevada. That's I think awesome. we should we should carry her. So like uh, the first time she was in skis, was it was it a hunter? I think it was. No, it was Mad River. I think it was might have been Bad River. No, it wasn't Bad Creek. No, 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 no. Skis was no. Oh, her on skis. Yeah, her on I skis. Was in Bolton. No, oh, oh you know, it could have been Bolton Valley. I think it was I mean, Bolton. She got no. That's what she got. New skis at Bolton Valley. Oh, okay. Anyway. But our first, our first, the first time, you know, it was Bolton Valley, right? We just got our skis. It was Bolton Valley, and then we went to Mad River yeah. right after that. Yeah, and then uh, and then Killington, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that whole trip, that Killington trip was the Killington part was like hard, hard. Yeah, I remember cursing Cascade out. That <laughs> oh, icy Cascade, where it's nice and nice, it was like an ice sheet. And my and our friend goes, "Wow, the ski conditions are great." I'm like, meanwhile, we just the snow line was just north of like it rained south of you know uh, Middlebury north of there was powder so like it was unexpected snowfall at, at mad river and our friends uh who are a lot of our stories said come over so we went there and it was 18 inches of powder wow <laughs> to go from there to killington it was like an ice sheet my friends like, oh it's great i'm like dude we just skied mad river man <laughs> yeah, this is terrible it was trying to turn and i'm sliding down the mountain yeah exactly and then our son got lost 
in the woods at Killington, at Killington oh for 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. And at Killington, you, you, you could be a great skier and lose everybody. <laughs> but I was with another friend of ours, and he used to be a ski patrol at Whiteface. I'm like, I have no idea how he got away. Wow. Some got away. <laughs> yeah, so I, we're like, we didn't have radios in, so I'm like calling her up. He's like, Sandra's missing. I'm like, what? <laughs> It was not fun. I was like, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> the, phone, the phone just disconnected magically. Anyway, we just yeah, let you guys go, but we really appreciate thank you guys. Thank you for having us. But yeah, thank you so much for fun. joining us. So yeah. Alicia, Ray, thank you so much for joining us. Um, everyone's for your people to check out your stuff, albaadventures.com. Yes, that's awesome. it. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Thank, thank you. you guys so much. Thank you. All right. Take care. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. Bye. Hope you enjoyed it. We have links to all their information on our website at skibonepodcast.com and you can check them out at albaadventures.com. Under the ropes. I love both these stories. I got to tell you. They are pretty good. I was laughing, like just like looking at these stories. <laughs> so... Researchers say that aging cheese exposed to a tribe called Quest tastes better. <laughs> now, as someone who's old and was listening to Tribe Called Quest in high school when they were first coming out, I like I loved the low end theory. That was like my favorite album in high school. And what's cool is in this article, um, it's from NPR. They they did an experiment called cheese in surround sound and students at this school in Switzerland decided to take nine 22 pound wheels of Emmental cheese that were processed in the same vat by the same farmer in nine separate wooden crates for six months. Eight of the cheese wheels were subjected to the same song on loop 24 hours a day for six and a half months. Wow. And the ninth was a control cheese wheel that was deprived of the joy of music. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So some of the songs that they were using was Mozart, The Magic Flute, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, and Tribe Called Quest's Jazz. Nice. And they said once the cheeses were matured, they were analyzed by a professional food technologist in a sensory consensus analysis and submitted to a panel of highly qualified culinary jurors in a blind taste test. And what happened was that supposedly the lower frequencies from uh, the song Jazz by Tribe Called Quest somehow made the cheese respond better during that ripening aging process, hmm. um, they said the cheese enthusiasts liked the flavor better. And they said that the uh, the rock and roll and techno made no big difference. Wow, I gotta yeah. say, like there could be something to that because think about like there's sound waves still going through, right? And the whole thing is maturing, and there's like there's microbiology stuff going on. It definitely could affect it. Yeah, they said there's possibly bioacoustic impact of sound waves that affects the metabolic processes in cheese to the point where a discernible difference in flavor becomes apparent. Hmm. I wonder if you let your plants listen to Tribe Called Quest while you're away at work, if, that yeah. will, if that'll help them grow. 
I wish they would have taken one wheel of cheese and just had Lil John playing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How about uh, Cardi B? Be like, that was the horriest piece of cheese I ever ate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the. This nasty. cheese has warts on it. Now. <laughs> like stripper cheese I just ate. What's up Oof. with that? Damn. There's, there's sores on my cheese. <laughs> It gave me, gave me crabs. <laughs> cheese gave <laughs> One comment was, the cheese gave me crabs. Crab dip. Yeah. Damn. Good gnarly. So, yeah. Interesting if we're going to see more hip-hop infused cheese in the future. Tribe Called Quest. Just remember that. I'm going to download that. it. and like That is a great it. song, though, too. Can you imagine if, as a neighbor, I just played Tribe Called Quest jazz at a really high tone all day while I wasn't here? You think my neighbors would like me for that? It is a great song, but I think hearing it that many times may drive them insane. As long as you don't play the whole album, because the next song I think is Sky Pager, which could not be more dated. Because, you know, the certain things about hip hop, a lot of it doesn't have a lot of staying power because things they talk about are super in the moment. You know, like when yeah. you're bragging about your Sky Pager, it doesn't really hold up this in the year of the uh, folding Samsung phones and Man, you know, pages, iPhone 10. Pagers were all the shit for a while, though. Bragging about your pager. People are like, look at my pager. It's like tiny. Your Where pager's like, Where's my payphone at? I got to make a call. <laughs> Anybody got a phone around? <laughs> I'm getting page. I'm important. I got I to gotta run back and do something. Yeah. I got to call somebody. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure that Sky Pager is the next song. After uh, after jazz, nice. And we'll look it so up right now. One holds up over time; the other one, not so much. Yeah. Um. Yes, right after jazz is Sky Pager. Nice. So there you go. There's some hip hop knowledge for you. Dropping by the uh, highfalutin ski bums. Right. I'm gonna look up at Sky Pager right now. Oh God, yeah. Man, those things are freaking. Boy, I remember having one of the, the first time I got one of these. I was like, I made it big time. I never but, had a pager. I was, I was that. I never got one. Dude, I had one of those sky pages for production support, and mm-hmm. it sucked balls. You were like, just don't fucking go off because it would go off at like two in the morning. I'm like, I gotta wake up, log in, and start fixing shit. Oh, you know like, what? It was horrible. At one job, I did have a pager. We like rotated it through our team. But when I, when I got it, I would leave it in my bag, which I left in the car. <laughs> I was like, fuck this job and like, fuck this pager. Fuck these guys. Do you want to fix, well, fix did it? Did it go off? I'm like, no, it's fine. Nothing I, happened. Maybe I didn't get signal. That was the best. You just used the... Yes. Oh, I don't think... It, I think it was out of signal or whatever. Right? Didn't get... I'm in a dead zone. That's where I live. And and then looking at the pager, they're like, yep, you got five pages here, buddy. I'm in a dead zone. Didn't, didn't hear it, man. That's right. They all came in at one time. So, all right. Mario, finish up with this 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 beautiful. Rally the troops and, and run them out. That's the coup de grace. So I like this. The two, 2019 drunk shopping census is in. So what do you think? What percentage of alcohol-consuming Americans shop drunk? Uh, how much do they spend? What do they buy? And they actually, this one group ran a survey um, to figure that all out. So 
you know, maybe the buzz was if you had a few beers, maybe the buzz was on shopping uh, certain things, but a uh, few key findings. So after they, they did this, it was, it was basically a whole survey thing. Uh, and then through the survey, they surveyed about 2,000 alcohol-consuming American adults and found that drunk shopping is an estimated $45 billion, <laughs> yes, with a B, per year industry. Oh my God. So, a uh, few key findings. They said 79% of alcohol consumers have made at least one drunk purchase. Um, average annual spend per drunk shopper is about $444. Uh, the most common drunk purchase, they're saying, is clothing and shoes. Mm. So, hmm. Um, I've been guilty of that. And the platform of choice, and I'm guilty of this, Amazon. Mm. When you're hammered, I have bought shit on Amazon, but like stuff comes to my door. I'm like, what the fuck did I? Oh yeah. I remember Stupid ordering... one click. I remember ordering that shit. Yep. It's great, man. But I was like, oh good. Like, it's like kind of like Christmas. Cause you're like, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> what did I get for myself? Anything. Somebody sent me a gift. What did drunk Mario send me today? Cause I don't remember <laughs> even ordering this shit. Oh, drunk Mario. You're the best. <laughs> oh man. He really cares about like, so very, <laughs> Like, think about if you have a split personality and your other personality is buying shit for you. It's like, it's so, it's so touching. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so they did their whole calculations. They said, you know, they had the demographics. They did a little bit more males and females, but they actually, even when they did the gender split. I think it's really just that the men are willing to admit it. Yeah. No, but even when they did the gender split. Um, it was like 78 to 80. So it was pretty, pretty close to, um, about the same in terms of who drunk purchased. So, uh, I gotta say, you know, cause a lot of people might think, oh yeah, I can imagine women get hammered and they buy shoes and they buy all sorts of stupid shit. No, men are buying a lot of stupid shit as well. Like, you know, you know. like one of, actually one of our podcasts, the, the one when Nick was on and we all got a little bit. <laughs> had a few too many i you actually mean, you mean I, the one where we, you were calling me the next morning saying i, I don't think we finished the podcast no dude. not that one oh. one when nick just passed out on the podcast oh, yeah he was out i was pretty close but yeah. he was that night you know was what it was I, it wasn't really like i i guess you could call it a drunk purchase it was something i wanted i just needed that extra little push to, to, to buy it drunk purchase so i was like you know what screw it just buy it. See, that was a good drunk purchase. Yeah. Bad drunk purchase is, like I said, the one that comes the next, like two days later. I'm like, what the fuck did I order? I'm like, yes, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you know? The worst is if you're too drunk and you actually pay for overnight shipping. Oh, like some like, of I want it like, tomorrow. Gouge you. Like, I want it tomorrow. All right. So alcohol, this is a pretty good breakdown. Alcohol choice when drunk shopping. So liquor is at 37%. Now, out of that 37%, they're saying whiskey, 17%, vodka, 10%, gin, 4%, tequila and rum, 3% each. So this uh, is what, you're, what you were drinking when you drunk shopped? Yes. Okay. So liquor is 37%, and that was the breakdown. Beer is 34%, and wine's 29%. So it's actually a pretty even distribution. It's pretty close. Bottom line is you drink... And you get on the internet, it's very easy to shop. Drinking habits, drunk first versus non-drunk. They're saying non-drunk shopper, 
five drinks per week, drunk shopper, 10 drinks per week. <laughs> the average drunk shopper drinks two times as many alcoholic beverages per week as the alcohol, as the average alcohol consumer who doesn't drink and shop. Jeez. Wow. Are those sirens by you or me? I think it by must, you. They must be mine. I got sirens all the time. Jeez. Check yourself. <laughs> all right. How much do you spend on drunk purchase? So the average is $444. Wow. Baby boomers. Look at that. $550. Damn. Wow. Life coaching. Oof. Oh, that's the professions that most, <laughs> most spend on drunk shopping. Life coaches spend about almost like 650 bucks. Jeez. Damn. Fashion, writing, medicine, fitness. Look at that. Isn't that funny? Retail does like the least amount of drunk shopping. I like the state breakdown that Connecticut and Kentucky have, them, have the most expensive. Holy crap. Kentucky of all places. I would not have picked Kentucky. We well, think it's because they don't have like other places, cool places to shop. So they shop online a lot. Um, I think perhaps they buy farm animals. And are expensive. Oh, how about Connecticut? Yeah, they're just a bunch of coked up rich assholes. <laughs> no offense to all of our friends in Connecticut. <laughs> should, have, should have the coked up rich assholes statistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, wow. Amazon, 85%. So this goes to show you, Amazon is capitalizing from day one on drunk ass people shopping. That's great. The king of drunk e-commerce. <laughs> do you do e-commerce? No, I do better than e-commerce. I do drunk e-commerce. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, clothes and sh- clothes, movies, <laughs> games, tech, food, and events are the top ones. Top six. I don't even the- have in here like the Nick Cage pillow. <laughs> You know what? For a guest room, that would be an awesome, uh, an awesome linen set to have on the bed. But they're saying you break it open, and someone's like, "Oh, Nick Cage pillows." Nick Cage pillows and earthworm jerky. They're saying are popular things on uh, Amazon. <laughs> that pillow is so fucking creepy. <laughs> creepy as fuck. <laughs> if I saw that pillow, I'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" Oh, it's one of those weird pillows, the sequin, where you kind of like when you rub against it, it shows like two different things. Oh my god, that's creepy as fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> I may have to see now I may have to drunk shop and get one of these uh, just to creep people out. It's only twenty eight dollars. So worth it. But they have the cover with insert. Cover only. Cover only is twenty seven dollars. Whoa. And the cover with insert, I don't know what the insert is. Is it's it only twenty eight ninety five? It's a buck more. Fuck more for the pillow for the film. Oh my god, why don't I have this already? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say this. This is oh my god, look at the look at the one of the uh, other things below there. It's a Nick Cust Nick Cage custom <laughs> pillowcases. It's like I'm shirtless. <laughs> no, the one with the rainbow. It's like sleeping on a rainbow. <laughs> you see the Jeff Goldblum pillowcase? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They have a Donald Trump, an angry Donald Trump. <laughs> it's tremendous. Tremendous pillowcase. Oh, my God. The pug dabbing dog lover. Holy shit. This is a whole. Wow. <laughs> I'm bookmarking this page. <laughs> oh, this stuff is so great. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. This is what you get. 
They have one of like just a whole bunch of Nick Cage faces. Hello. <laughs> oh my god. Who likes Nick Cage that much? Oh, there's the Jeff Goldblum one. Ew. <laughs> yeah, it was right. Uh, it's just creepy. Oh, here we go. They have a stat. Online drunk shopping regrets and returns. So does online shopping increase your impulses? Yeah, 85% yes. Do you usually end up regretting? Only 6% said they regret their drunk purchase. And only 20% said they return their drunk purchase. Isn't that wild? They're like owning it. Dude, look at what I just sent you. The Nick Cage cat. <laughs> 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 oh my god it's like Nicolas Cage's face on a cat <laughs> oh my god that's creepy as fuck oh. that was creepier than the other one <laughs> I think it is <laughs> holy shit wait they have different ones though there's so oh. many of them they have the beak on air <laughs> that one's called Cage like, Cat <laughs> it looks like a Nick Cage Jesus on a pillow I want all of these. Is that weird? The mashup cage? The mashup one, right? <laughs> it's like multiplicity. Yeah. Ah, oh, the thinking of you one. That's pretty Valentine's, good, right? Valentine's Day is coming up, ladies. Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park with his shirt open. <laughs> oh my God, cage cat though. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know some girl is going to get this fucking cage cat one. And <laughs> like... Some gentleman. Or some gentleman. Or are they going to get this, the thinking of you? <laughs> like, thanks. Say, thanks a lot for this. Uh, I, hopefully Melly doesn't hear this because I'm going to get her one of these. <laughs> I kind of want Cage Cat, I got to tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that, the one looking at it is creepy as fuck. <laughs> Right. Oof. Oof. The earthworm so jerky is nasty. Have you had it? No, but it looks nasty. But how do you know? Could looks be like amazing. A, looks like a dried up turd. It's there's probably, only oh, there's only one cage cat pillow left in stock. Oh my god! You better buy now. Who's gonna get it? <laughs> Near you. Who's gonna check out faster? I don't know, dude. I got my one click ready. Oh, I need to go. <laughs> Wait, do they have? Do they have a Nelly pillow? <laughs> I like so after this they talk about you know in this study people admitted the weirdest purchases they've made. Oh, did they? I think my was favorite is that someone bought a splinter that was removed from the foot of former NBA star Olden Polonies. What the fuck? <laughs> Where would you find that? And how could you how could you confirm that that was actually from his foot? <laughs> You're hammer at night, just going. Well, now, yeah. so so at this point, do you now have Olden Polonese's DNA, and do um, you have the potential to just start cloning Olden Polonese? Was it Doctor Evil that did it? I don't know, but what if you're trying to create some sort of uh, zombie <laughs> gang of basketball centers? A trilogy of satanic religious books. <laughs> <laughs> a dude put, buying a breastplate was like, I want to see what it does, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's 
tons of international flights. That's fucked up. I don't think I've bought anything that's too dumb. I think it's just those. I bought those sneakers that were way too expensive, but I thought they were cool and I couldn't justify them sober, but drunk, I was like, eh, I'll just get them. I remember when I bought that those Nicolas Cage pillows for my whole family. <laughs> that was a podcast. good day. It was a good day. So it was a great. It. it was a great Christmas. <laughs> Everybody won. <laughs> there were tears. There was joy. <laughs> hugs. Oh man. You, <laughs> look out in the mail. Got something coming at you, buddy. <laughs> Just something to say I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cage cat. <laughs> cage cat. <laughs> God damn. Dude, right. your kid would be so traumatized by a little cage cat looking. Dude, I'm traumatized by cage cat. <laughs> you know, like put that in the crib, the kid's just crying like what there's the... no way I'm freaking sleeping. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. I'm never gonna sleep again. <laughs> that or he finds all regular cats weird looking. Uh, that's because true. He thinks cage cat is what a cat should look like. Ah, then he's a dog kid. You see, that's how you change him from a cat kid to a dog kid. Yeah. All right, I think that's going to wrap up the old podcast this week. Yeah, I got to go look up some stupid shit to buy right now. You got to have another one of those Woodfords and Dude, I go shopping. On, you know, when Amazon's open, it calls you. Amazon never closes. And then if it's a deal of the day, that's what fucks you up. Because I bet you Cage Cat was a deal of the day. And somebody was like, shit, yeah, I'm buying it. That's why there's none left. Well, they do the add-ons now. The add-on is what gets you. It's like half price, but it's an add-on. You're like... Yeah, chuck that in there too. I'm losing money by not getting this. Dude, I bought a toothbrush that I didn't need after buying like some construction stuff, but I'm like, oh, it's an add-on thing. It's like an electric toothbrush, you know, with battery for like three bucks. I'm like, yeah, chuck it in there. <laughs> Do I need one? No. I should put two of them in there. Nice. Because I might need another. I don't know. That's right. In case one breaks down. It's going to break down. All right. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. And thank you to our, our friends, Alicia and Ray from Alba Adventures. Hope you guys enjoy the interview. Check out all of our information, skibonepodcast.com. They should look out for a cage pillow in the mail. Look for that too. One lucky, one lucky listener might get a a cage pillow in the mail. That would be awesome. It's probably not you. Someone (laughs) might get one. I'd be like, thanks for being on the show. Here's a cage pillow. If you do want to drunkenly buy some really cool stuff, go to skibonepodcast.com slash shop. Grab a t-shirt, a hoodie. Dude, drunk buy the shit out of that stuff. It's good yeah. stuff. And you're benefiting your pals here, so that would be awesome. So it, it goes to a good cause. We welcome drunk shopping. We're actually big supporters of it. Check us out on all these socials at Skibone Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are on Pinterest as Highfalutins. We are on SoundCloud as Highfalutin Skibum. We're also on YouTube, Spotify. Just search for us, so find us. And we will have a different but fun episode next week as we will be together. So we look forward to that and we'll see you guys next week. Stay high, stay polluting. See ya.